What's up, guys? This is Brett. Before we jump into episode number 17, I have a handful of small edits for this extremely long return episode. The first one is that we talk about the T7 production short film Darth Maul Apprentice. I repeatedly refer to it as Darth Maul The Apprentice, but it's just called Darth Maul Apprentice. Also, it's not 12 to 15 minutes long, as I state in the episode. It's about 18 minutes long. Also, when we discuss Batman versus Superman, I talk about a particular scene where Batman is in, quote, the Batwing, unquote. Batman is not in the Batwing. He is, in fact, in the Batmobile. I wanted to clarify that so that people know what scene I'm actually talking about. A couple other quick things. One, Jim Lee's position at DC is currently co-publisher of DC Entertainment. And Umbrella Academy by Gerard Way was actually a six-issue series. I stayed in the episode that it's seven or eight, and technically there is an issue zero out there, so I'm kind of right, but I'm also kind of wrong. Enjoy episode number 17 of the Keep Up Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode number 17 of the Keep Up Podcast. I got to tell you, I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> Why do you have... I, I, I like to be a uh, prop comic, you know? Right. It's That's for the video. It's strictly for the viewers. Yeah. I mean, oh, I should have blown it in the, in the mic. Yeah. Our new high-quality Jesus mics. These are pretty excellent. Available only in heaven. <laughs> you had to take a nice trip. Yes. It was a beautiful trip. How long do you think it is to heaven? I mean... Let's say you took a car. It depends on the... <laughs> I feel like... Are we talking... I don't know how to answer that question. Miles? <laughs> years? <laughs> right. It seems like... it's. I feel like it's more of a time question. Okay. Depends upon... I love time. Life expectancy. So you're saying if I killed you, that was your trip to heaven? Uh, what? My, my entire life? Yes. Or from the moment of your existence okay it's been <laughs> weeks since we've recorded yes immediately into murder I, I, immediately you that's what people come <laughs> for so i gotta start with it make sure they're here to the end i should just save it for the end so people will know that there's murder at the beginning what? and end because that's why people come for the death right so, so it's like an anticipation thing if you wait until the end exactly well, things are strange as ever here at the Keep Up. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed in the uh, long forgotten days of podcasting. Except, as Tim mentioned, we do have these sweet mics now. Yes. If you're watching the video podcast, yeah. you can see it takes off half our face. Yeah. Half. Can, right. It almost looks like we have like nose mouth. Nose mouth? Yeah. You know how dogs have like nose mouth? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you think dogs have? It's like, what, isn't it one big like black? It's a snout. Yeah. yeah nose mouth. It's not a nose mouth. A mouth. <laughs> it doesn't look like we a have a nose. Um, I'm back from Canada. Yes, and I'm still in United States. Yeah, you're where you've been. <laughs> I, I, yeah, you know, I've been sitting here for weeks waiting for you to come back in this position. Is it good to have me back? It is. Ah, Tim, you're flattering me by answering my own questions about myself. See, Brett's an alcoholic, as you can see. He's just chugging on that. Ale. It's actually Diet Moxie. Yeah, that's 
That's why it's illegal in most countries. It kind of tastes alcoholic. It's not good. It's not bad. It's not good. Well, you don't like sodies. Yeah, that's right. Sodies. You don't. <laughs> have you ever? When's the last time you had a sodi? Uh, I generally have like one once a year, just as like a. Is it like a celebratory? Yeah, thing just for like you? <laughs> I've been this good. It's been a long time. I started that when I was a kid too. Uh, really? Yeah, because the doctor showed me. He was like, "This is how much sugar is in a bottle of soda." And really, yeah, and it actually worked on me. I was like, "That's not good." What? Yeah, so. Uh, and I, I really didn't like the fizziness. I, I've never been a fan. Wow. But it, it, it was one of those things where it was like this big jar. I mean, I, I couldn't say this. As a kid, it was huge. Yeah, I bet yeah. as an adult, it's like a little it's a right. little vial of like <laughs> a tablespoon it's of a, sugar. Well, it's a lot. It is a like, lot. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, he showed me that big thing. And after that, I was like, I don't want this. That's wicked funny. <laughs> Like, okay, there was a there was a um, a little animated short on I think it was on Nickelodeon when mm-hmm. I was a kid, and it showed uh, the the way they illustrated um, wasting water has stuck with me my entire life ever since then. And it was like they showed I forget if it was split screen or not. Mm-hmm. They showed like a fish in a pond, and then a kid turning on his faucet in the bathroom, and he leaves the faucet on, and as the water's running. Um, it shows the fish's water draining and That's then the fish horrible. is like flopping around. Ever since that, like literally if I brush my teeth, mm-hmm. I like and like get water <laughs> on my toothbrush and then brush my teeth and then like wash it off. Oh. And, like that has always been ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. That's so funny that like those little things will yeah. stick with you and be like, no, I, that's that's dude. If I saw that, I wouldn't even, right? I wouldn't even be drinking water. I'd die because I would I would have <laughs> want soda. I would have want water. It was sort of incriminating. Like every time I brushed my teeth, I thought I was killing the fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor fish. Yeah, it was sad. But I think uh, at the end of the commercial, someone like gave him water or something. <laughs> They're like, know. here, yeah. have, have some water. It wasn't terribly sad ending. But, but I mean, clearly those worked on they us. They worked. They yeah. had those little gimmicks that you yeah. see all the time. And you're like, that that wouldn't work. So but that's why, that now I know why yeah. you don't drink a soda. Yeah. And I just, you know, uh, generally, orange soda is the only one I like. Right. And I have that about once a year. Generally, New Year's. <laughs> Which is so funny to me because orange soda is like the sweetest soda so, known to me. Yeah, I know. It's just the only one I like. I don't know why. <laughs> FC, Coke, they're all like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the mic caught that, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it did. Oh, uh, so check. speaking of like soda. It. Yeah. Batman versus Superman. <laughs> we can't, man, you are just jumping the gun. Dude, we got to go fast. I wanted to talk about <laughs> something else, I bet. Yeah, okay, go ahead then. No. <laughs> We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay. I just I wanted to say real quick, first, yeah. we just posted our second interview. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. our second interview was with Sarah Daniels, who yes. is a, a writer, upcoming author, mm-hmm. and uh, it was fun. We recorded it a while ago. Yeah. Uh, geez, that was before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely last year sometime. Yeah. Man, we um, sit on those for a while. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was gone, and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to make sure I I gave it a solid listen before we posted it, mm-hmm. and um, posted it, it. Posted it, it, it. Yeah. I just, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's up now, and uh, go check that out, download it. We are definitely looking forward to doing more interviews, because that's yeah. been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so go check that out. And I guess, uh, you know, that's it. I just <laughs> want to mention that we can go into TV now. Okay. We I just, I'm so excited to talk about I it. I am too. And people have to know that we're ready to talk right. about we're it. Right. Gonna, so you, everybody hang on. <laughs> we're getting to Batman versus Superman. What but, if they're like flying in the air? What can they hang on to? Uh, like freely flying or they're yes. like in an airplane? No, 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 no. They're like. Like freely flying? Yeah. Jumping out of an airplane. Skydiving. Um, 
Oh, they're skydiving. Yes, listening to our podcast. I don't know. Hold on to grab a grab a fistful of air. You know when you're driving and you stick your hand out the window yeah. and you feel like a ball of air? Yeah. Grab, hold that. Okay. Let's go into TV now. Okay. All right. Television. I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> what a transition. Uh, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> so, yeah, not too much to talk about in TV for us, which it's funny. It's been a long time. It since, has. Well, well, it's all the same stuff. Like, I've, I've been catching up on things because I fell way behind on Arrow and The Flash mm-hmm. and... Um, but I feel like we should wait until those seasons are over. So we can have like an end review yeah, or something. Yeah. We talk about them pretty regularly because those mm-hmm. are the shows I really keep up with. Um, I'm really enjoying both of them, namely The Flash. Yes. Um, and I'm catching up on Agents right now, mm-hmm. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, but you've you've yes. got some new things to yeah. offer in the realm um, of television. Te- te- I can't say it like that. Tevolision. I just said it like it that. It started off as a joke for me, and now I almost exclusively <laughs> say Tevolution. That's an issue. If you say a word wrong, you always say it. Like, yeah. I, I have a hard time saying hello, because I used to say hero all the time. Hero. And I still do. Yeah, I used to, yeah but you do. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, sometimes <laughs> if I'm meeting someone for the first time, I don't yeah. want to be like, hello. Hello. And be like, hello. Man, so, you really, now that you say it, I'm like, he, he does. That, he I do. It's it just like how I say it. Anyways, yeah. TV, uh, I saw the new Powerpuff Girls show. Oh! <laughs> Were you like, did you have a stroke? I know. I was, <laughs> I was so excited about that, and I haven't watched it yet. So I caught the first episode, which okay. was uh, Escape from Monster Island. All right. Wow, you even have the episode title? Dude, it was... Uh, it's good. You're prepared. <laughs> it's good? Um, Yeah. So I was skeptical from the beginning because there were new voices. Right. That's always, so hard. Always hard. Yeah. You know, uh, we talked about it before with Leonardo becoming uh, Seth Green. Oh, right. Yeah. In the uh, current Turtle series. It's yeah. really hard. I don't know. Hard for me to get back into the character, I guess. Um, so with the Powerpuff Girls, the voices um, were keeping me away, but, you know, I had to see it because I liked it. Yeah, of course. Um, so I watched it, and the voices are really, really close to the originals. Really? But you still know it's not them. Interesting. And do you think that's preferable over something completely different? I think so. Yeah. I think the more I watch it, the more I'm going to forget about the older voices right, and, right. and get the new ones. But like, that's um, good. yeah, obviously kids didn't watch the older ones, so they don't care about the mm-hmm. voices, voices and such. Oh, we're getting Mortal Kombat? Oh, any moment, any yeah. chance I get, <laughs> I will. Because you love the second movie. Mm. God. Anyways, um, so the it was cool. It was cool. It was good. It, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I squeaked there. Oh, it was good. It's been a while. I'm I'm not used to talking. Dude, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. I hope you edit this out. I'm gonna probably put it on a repeat. I, <laughs> and I, I just go, start. Go. <laughs> That's all right. I made your no in uh, another video. Pretty. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that too. Okay. So, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. The animation is awesome yes yes that's uh because they originally uh like two years ago came out with a um like a 3d animated one okay um so it was it it was like almost 2.5d i guess like everything was in 3d but it was you know still almost looked hand drawn oh yeah yeah, i know what you're talking about Uh, yeah 2.5 is the best way i can describe it but uh so they were originally going to make the new show like that in that style okay but uh people obviously didn't like it so they went back to pretty much the original style what was that that came out it was another series no it was a uh, a movie kind of like a special i think it was like 60 minutes all right okay Uh, and they looked like super different and okay it, it, it was weird but 
Um, so then they went back to the original art and totally perfect. It mm. looks like newer animation, but in the style of Powerpuff Girls. That's awesome. Um, and so that was really cool to see. The uh, the action's cool. You know, it's, it keeps the same. They're beating the crap out of everything yeah. they see. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's a really good... Um, Really good stab at trying to recreate the steer- right. series, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is it funny? It. it is funny. Okay. Do you think it's the same? Now, all right. I haven't revisited Powerpuff Girls in a while, which mm-hmm. is funny to say because I love anyone asks me about the Power, Powerpuff Girls. I'll say I love the Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. I just have great memories of it. And I just love the show. And it used to kill me. Like, I would laugh so hard <laughs> watching the show. But. And I think probably a lot of the cartoon cartoon stuff does hold up. Yeah, but have definitely. you revisited the original recently? Um, not super recently. Like, would you say the humor in this one is the same? Like, along I would the same say lines? it's it's more fitting to modern humor. So you okay. know how like Gumball has yes. that kind of like I don't know modern humor. Yeah, it's got that type of humor. It's like okay, yeah, yeah. it's kind of it, like over the top, random. Yeah, uh, it's it's zany and uh mm-hmm. one of my favorite things i notice is their eyes do a lot of things to like show their emotions okay so like there's one scene where the ground's crumbling under them and all their eyes just go to tiny black like dots right oh, in the yeah. middle and their eyes are huge and white and they're all just sitting there for a second and yeah. it, it's just really funny to show that's cool uh because their eyes in the older ones uh never changed it was always the big right you know their big bulbous eyes right so. which actually that's a lot um that's an interesting thing. They do that a lot in the turtle series mm-hmm. where they use their eyes to like, yeah, like, like over exaggerate things. They'll have their eyes be like pinwheels or mm-hmm. they go completely white when yep. they're, they're in like battle mode or a lot of the comedy stuff. Like they'll go to like a classic anime illustration mm-hmm. for their eyes. That's or exactly how it was in Powerpuff huh, Girls. That's cool. Just, um, so yeah, that, I think that was really, it made me laugh a bunch to yeah. see just their eyes change. And it, I don't know, it was funny. It made me laugh. Like, That's awesome. As opposed I'm to excited. other cartoons, I actually laughed out loud at this. Dude, so. you lol I lol mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it. And there was a rap battle in that episode. Yes. Yes. That's how you know it's good. Mm-hmm. And boy bands. Really? Yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Mm-hmm. So there's what, one episode up no, so far? No, six. They had a week of premiere Dude, episodes. I can't. <laughs> I can't. And they're going to have another six episodes the the next week, this week coming up, I guess. How long are they? Uh, like 15 minutes. Like Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're like half episodes. I suppose that's reasonable. Mm-hmm. That's what they always were. Yeah. You know, the cartoon cartoons and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm glad exciting. they're back. I, I think I am too. I was, once again, I was skeptical. I, yeah. didn't, I wasn't sure I was going to like it, but uh, no, I'm glad they're back. Mm. I'm happy. Oh, Powerpuff Girls. So, do you think that's going to open the door for other shows to come back? Yeah, I think the door is wide open, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, um, although I do wonder, like, I wonder if they'll do other cartoon cartoon shows. Right, I'm thinking like Ed and Eddie, mm-hmm. which I mean, that didn't get off the air till like 2008. They had like one right. final movie uh, pretty late uh, after the series was over. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, f- yeah, I, I guess I say the door's wide open. I mean, we talked before about. Um, the potential for Darkwing Duck coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, Turtles is obviously back. Powerpuff Girls is, I guess that's kind of a, a different category because Turtles is like a more ongoing franchise that's mm-hmm. been going on for, you know, two decades, almost three. Yep. So this is more, I don't know. Are there any other shows that have come back recently? Samurai Jack's coming back. This oh, that's year. right. That's coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, I know we're not there yet, but did you hear about. The uh, there's a particularly classic PlayStation character coming back 
to consoles pretty soon. No. No? I'll wait till games because it's really exciting. Well, when was it um, announced? Like, did you very recently, like within the past couple of weeks, I think. I can't think you of might know when I say it. But hmm. anyway, point yeah. being mm-hmm. that um there's a lot of I mean, it's what we're doing now, like kind of the like nostalgia situation producing like actual we're getting like um not just looking stuff up on YouTube, we're actually getting like new stuff, right. new content. And right. And do you think that's a good or bad thing? Are you afraid that they're gonna like I think destroy it, the good name? I think it's good because what is interesting, like, um, I know I, I apologize to anyone who's annoyed about how much I talk about turtles, but um, <laughs> like, what you love. I've talked before about how the people working on the Ninja Turtles show have to be people who grew up with the turtles because mm-hmm. the references and stuff that they put in that show, nobody would understand unless you've like been with the turtles f- for as long as they've been around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. they, they have the voice actors they're bringing in are are like um like i recently caught up on um i guess that we're, we're in tv right yeah. i can do this <laughs> we were, i recently caught up on um some of the 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 turtle show and uh they introduced mondo gecko mm-hmm. and the voice of mondo gecko i forget the actor's name right now but um he's the voice of michelangelo in the 1990 ninja turtles movie that's pretty cool so like as a fan you're watching it and you hear the voice and you're like wait a minute mm-hmm. and then you look it up and you're like what does he that's does crazy. he uh sound like michelangelo he does because yeah. mondo gecko is like this skateboarding like backwards hat punk rock gecko mm-hmm. so he and of course him and mikey in the episode have this amazing like friendship and um you know in the current series michelangelo says booyakasha mm-hmm. so when he meets mondo gecko mondo's catchphrase is cowabunga oh that's so awesome. it's like yeah because you're hearing this actor say cowabunga who you haven't heard say that since 1990 mm-hmm. and it's like so stuff like that to answer your question i think it's cool because the people involved in it if they understand like the history of mm-hmm. the property and I care about the characters and the stuff that they're putting out. It's really cool to get like kind of a newer take on these things with mm-hmm. all these classic elements. So, you know, I, I think it, I think it could be really good. So, but that uh, <laughs> I just said so many things so bad. That, uh, <laughs> um, That's all right. I'm trying to think how to word it. Yeah, dude, <laughs> take a minute. Let's take a break. So you think Doo-doo. that I'm gonna punch you? Oh, you're you. ready? Yeah, I think okay. so. Well, I was. Doo-doo. So you think that? Yeah. The only way to make a <laughs> <laughs> go on. Uh, so the only way to bring back the show is to have the original people who actually care about it. You think that's the best way to do it? Because they, <sighs> you want to make it as close as to the original as yeah. possible. Okay. Not as close, mm-hmm. but there. I feel like there has to be... That's a good question, because I feel like there has to be a love and respect for the characters in the story, okay? Mm-hmm. Which sounds... That sounds maybe basic, mm-hmm. but if you look at something like um, the first Ninja Turtles movie that uh, the Michael Bay produced one. Okay. Okay? A lot of the problems that people had with that... Is because it, it that movie feels like they just took the property and just made a big crazy movie out of it, it that was obviously going to make money no mm-hmm. matter what. I'm not saying everyone involved had like no respect for the lore or the history of the characters or anything like that because I'm mm-hmm. sure there were people working on that movie who absolutely do, Michael Bay included. I don't know, but 
it didn't feel like it had the kind of like love put into it as the show does yeah. because the show has all these little intricacies and it's really funny and it has just, it just feels like it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. And even though it's obviously it's massive and it's the Ninja Turtles and it's Nickelodeon and all this stuff, it's not like an indie project or anything right. like that, but it just feels like it has another level of respect for the characters where people mm-hmm. are obviously having fun with it, but little things like the actors they get and the characters they introduce that like, you might not know if you haven't been following the turtles forever. So I just think that's like, it's key and it makes it more fun. Yeah. Um, as opposed to just grabbing a property and bringing it back. Cause you know, people are going to watch it. Right. Um, like, I don't know. One is like Thundercats came back for a little while, mm-hmm. but it didn't do very well. No, I, I know it has like a cult following. Like people mm-hmm. did like it. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if they saw the original. Right. Um, but I do remember it getting canceled early, if I remember. Like, yeah. I don't know if it actually ended. Um, but yeah, it did come back. But you're right. It didn't explode. Like I, it was on for, I think, two seasons right. and disappeared. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. There, I just think there's a, there are a couple different ways that you could bring something back. And because of nostalgia... Uh, producers can bring something back. Like if they want to grab a property like Samurai Jack and Mm -hmm. like if Samurai Jack comes back and it's not good or it just seems, I mean, which it will be. I don't know. What are we talking about here? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying though? No, I do. do. There's a certain, like if, if I was working on a Ninja Turtles project, Mm -hmm. it would be very different than if you grab some producer who is just a producer. Right. He's like, Oh, I've never really heard of them but I can make a movie. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would just, or I can write a script or whatever. It would just be different. Mm -hmm. So it's not the only way, but, um, and I'm also okay with changes in storyline and creative freedom within a different medium Mm -hmm. um, or even a relaunch of a story. Like that's okay. I can be done well. Yeah. Um, So it's, but it is always, uh, I think fun and intriguing to see something come back or a relaunch and be like, all right, what's this going to be like? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad to hear the Powerpuff Girls sounds like a success. Yeah, I'm going to watch a few more episodes mm-hmm. to have a, I guess, well, I mean, I have a good opinion on it now. Did but you just better. watch that first one? Yep, just watched that first one. I was just, okay. uh, you know, I was thinking of things to watch while I was working out and I was like, yeah, I'll watch the new Powerpuff Girls, see what happens. Working out, huh? Oh, yeah. Getting cray for the ladies. Right. What? That was supposed to be like Crates. I'm trying to I'm trying <laughs> to find the voice actor's name for Michelangelo. I believe you believe. I believe. believe. I'm gonna keep looking. What else you got in TV? Um, not really too much. Um, I did have a question for you though, dude. Please ask me this question <laughs> of yours. Have you ever fallen for a cliche in like a TV show or a movie or something? Like you know. That it's a cliche, but it, it got you, like, it gave you the emotions. Like, so for instance, mm. it, there's a love story. And okay. in the love story, there's a guy and a girl, but the girl's dying. And you know, like, in the end, she's going to die. Have you ever been caught off guard and been like, no, I, I like, does that make sense to you? Like, So, okay, so you can kind of see what they're doing. Right. But it gets you anyways. Right, exactly. Yeah. Have, have you ever been caught by one of those? In um, your life? Or like an action movie, you see, like... You know, you expect him to kill the bad guy, and then he kills the bad guy, and you're like, whoa, that was yeah. sick. Like, oh, sure. Um, 
Oh, almost definitely. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to think of a a good example. And the first one that comes to mind is one that I know we've talked about before, so Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it. Well, you can just say what it is to say the emotion it gives you. I'm not saying I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> is it Ninja Turtles? No. <laughs> um, the remake of The Karate Kid. <laughs> okay. We, no. talk, we talked about this before because the question you had asked me, or no, you were talking about um, getting choked up during movies mm-hmm. when we had that whole conversation. Yeah. So I knew that at the end of that movie there was going to be like, that he was going to get beaten up mm-hmm. and then he was going to have this miraculous comeback and by the sheer power of will, he was going to stand <laughs> up and defeat his opponent. But when he did it, I was like, yes. <laughs> this like, is what you've been so, waiting for. Yeah, like I knew it was going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the story. I knew what type of movie this was going to be, like even for the, you know their demographic. Mm-hmm. And like obviously I know it's going to happen. But yeah, I, yeah. Was, I just went along for the ride. Yeah. And at the end, I was like... <laughs> yeah, get him! Like you I know? love it when you can watch a movie and you like no matter what goes on with it, you're just entertained throughout the whole thing. Yeah, like I mean, even though it's a remake of the original Karate Kid, I I really liked that movie. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was really good. I don't remember a whole lot about it. Uh, I mean, I do. There wasn't much standout yeah. scenes. Um, if you, uh, I mean, it's definitely different from the original, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I liked it. But yeah, I I I enjoyed it. It. it I guess I don't know. I, I, you know what it is is I don't think I was paying a whole lot of attention because I was like, oh, whatever. Right. But then, like the moments when I looked, I was like, oh, okay. And I watch it. Yep. And I look away, talk, whatever. And I look, which is not something I do during movies. Mm-hmm. I do not talk. I cannot stand. <laughs> you ever watch a movie with friends who are just bad at watching movies? I yeah, dude. Yep. <sighs> oh, it it kills me when anybody talks during a movie, and it's so bad. It's I mean some. When I say sometimes, I mean like it, it's only when I talk. There are see, of course, there are exceptions, right? Right, but it does drive me nuts, <sighs> dude. Nuts. I've had yeah. It, it, if you're watching a movie with like a group of people, mm-hmm. and I'm I almost don't want to when you get together with a group of people and they're like, oh, let's uh, let's let's all watch a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? Because <laughs> I know someone here is going to want to start a conversation. Which I, And then I feel like a jerk because if we put on a movie and I've never seen it before, mm-hmm. I'm like... You're in the zone. I'm in. Like yep. if I miss someone saying something, I'll have to rewind it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or if we're with a group of people and that's not appropriate, I have to remember later what scene it was <laughs> so I can <laughs> so go back can and watch it. it. later. <laughs> so, but then someone will say something... And like want to start a conversation, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why are you not focused? <laughs> why are you thinking about conversations to start? I don't understand. It's, I feel like just people are compelled to talk because maybe it's awkward to not talk. I think that is something that is true, just in like socially. <laughs> just, yeah, just in general, people can't handle silence. It's weird, and not and when you're watching a movie, it's not silent, right? But it's just a group of people not talking, mm-hmm. and I guess that does feel weird. I I can I'm back and forth. Like I yeah. I don't like pure silence mm-hmm. but then sometimes i can just not say anything like i think i get stressed out when someone says something that you know is going to be like a longer like it's not a quick like oh man did you see that mm-hmm. or like this is kind of like that it's like uh what did you guys want to do tomorrow i'm like <laughs> I, can we get through this first <laughs> like <laughs> anyways what well, cliche did you get sucked into so i was watching an anime recently okay and it uh, i'm gonna spoil it because that obviously I was talking about the cliches and stuff, so I'm gonna yeah, have to yeah. spoil it. So that's fair. It's uh, it's it's called Your Lie in April, 
Okay. And it's a very lovey-dovey anime. Aww. But it broke my heart. Uh, like, oh, So I knew from the beginning going in yeah. that it's basically a kid who plays piano. Okay. And uh, this girl, he stops playing piano and this girl inspires him to go back to play piano. Okay. And they create like a relationship with that. That's uh, romantic. Bunch, yeah, a bunch of other things happen. But you can tell from the beginning there's something wrong with the girl. You can you can like tell. an illness. Yeah, it's it's exactly mm. what it is. An unspoken illness, which obviously, you know, all these sad <sighs> movies where it's like one of the two are sick from the beginning of and course. they find love. And then in the end, they die. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So going in, I knew it was going to be that kind of story. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept it good until the very end because you don't know if she's going to die or not. You know, the, the but girl, you know, something's wrong. You know, there's something wrong because like <sighs> sl- she slowly starts declining throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, uh, near the end, she has a choice to take the surgery, which she has like a 30 percent chance to survive. OK. Um, and <clears throat> that's not very good. No, it's not good <laughs> at all. But she originally wasn't going to take it because she had no point of living. But then he inspired her to live. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, obviously very cliche. Sure. Yeah. But um, so it got to the end and she didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, or it was. But it, it hit me so hard because I knew what it was going to be. And I it just I bawled, man. I bawled big time. Dude. Right at the end, because then she sent him a note, and she oh, there's a note. Yeah, throughout the whole series, they never said they loved each other, and at the end, she sent him a note, and the oh. last thing he hears, "I love you." And oh, dude, oh, I can't follow you. I'm like, it's hurting I, me right it's now. Seriously, so uh, I've just never fallen for the love story cliche, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did for that, and it hit me hard, and I was yep. like, I can't believe I fell for that, because I knew from the beginning, I had it convinced that she was gonna die. Yeah, I, I was just like, she has to. There's, there are, yeah, it has to happen. But it still caught me off guard. It's I still. So why do you think that happened for you? Do you think it was like the portrayal of it? Like the way yeah, that... I think I was so invested in the characters, mm-hmm. and I didn't know until the very end if she died. Like even when uh, it happened, like there's a scene where he's playing the his last recital, and uh, he's playing it, and then it jumps to the graveyard, and you're oh, like, no, because it dude. shows her getting the surgery so you don't know until like the last 10 minutes piano of the music will do that to you too it's killer because it's so classical yes. so it's like they're playing the sad music Dude. It's, it's the atmosphere there was just so much going on at once so that i mean you got to give credit to the whoever like whatever medium you're in mm-hmm. credit to the storyteller storyteller or the filmmaker or whoever to portray a cliche in a way that's still yes that's still even when you know from the beginning mm-hmm. once it hits you're like oh <gasps> yep you're just like Seriously, I had to like. I was rough. I was not in good shape. It was like twelve o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm just feeling it. Did you go to sleep or did you? No, I stayed up for a while. I thought about it a lot. I was like, maybe she's not dead. Maybe, maybe she (laughs) ran away. Try to explain it away. I tried to just (laughs) have all these answers. Like, ah. Wow. But it hit me good. It, they did a good job. Wow. So I just, uh, I can't think of any other time I've been hit with a, a cliche, I guess, yeah. where uh, it, it, I was like, eh, I knew that was coming. I'm going to have to think on that because I feel like there are a lot of, there are a lot of things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're just common. There are common stories that we see repeated, like common themes. You right. know what I mean? But it's right. like, and nowadays everyone's so critical and so into like the stories and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, that you can kind of predict things when you can't, it's a total surprise when you can, it's more of like, all right, how are they going to do this? Right. How are they so, going to make it different? Right. To make you interested. Like that's yeah. the superhero formula, you know, people. There's, yeah, exactly. It's always like good guys versus versus bad guys. And then the good guys win in the end. It, yeah. It happens, but, um, 
all they have to do is mix it up a little. Like, mm-hmm. even if you know, that's the other thing. You can't go in expecting the, like for a superhero movie, you can't go yeah. in expecting the superhero formula because I think that ruins yeah. the movie. Yeah. And I mean, along with that, like how many origin stories have we seen? And it's <sighs> always lot. someone, you know, there's the discovery, mm-hmm. discovery of powers or... Or of, uh, like, uh, I guess, like, in Iron Man's case, like, building tech Mm -hmm. and then deciding you want to use it for good and then adjusting to that. But it's all in, like, the the tiny, like, the idiosyncrasies of personality Mm -hmm. and and their surroundings and stuff like that. So that's that's an interesting thing. Um, That sounds good. Like, I want to and don't want to watch that movie all at the same time. It it was a series. Oh, uh, it's a series? Yeah, it was uh, 22 episodes or something. What's it called again? Uh, Your Lie in April. Your Lie in April. Yeah, it has a Japanese name, but I couldn't pronounce it, nor do I remember it. Yeah, right. um, Yeah, it was really good. It's very musical, because she was a violinist. He plays piano. That sounds really cool. And it it was really cool. Yeah, they take very popular songs, too. Very popular uh, classical songs. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, I recognized, actually, a lot of them uh, listening throughout the series. But totally worth a watch. Really... since I ruined the ending for you, what's the point of watching yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, well, there's still a lot. still a lot, I'm sure, to, to yeah, enjoy I mean, in it. There's a lot. I didn't even touch upon any of the stuff that happens in mm-hmm. it, but it's it's good stuff. It's good. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that, that was it. That was my other TV show. Well, before we jump out of TV, um, Robbie Rist is the voice of Mondo Gecko okay. and Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. just wanted to get that out there. He's done other voices that... that um, yeah, he's he's done other stuff, but <laughs> just wanted to get that name in there. Now, now we're gonna go to movies. Ooh, ooh, let's go to the movies. We have a lot to talk about, so let's Freaking, get to this. Yeah. Uh, before we get to what you want to get to, <laughs> let's cover our Star Wars section. Okay. Darth Maul: The Apprentice. Yes. This is a short film um, that hopefully people have seen already. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been all over the internet, um, and it's uh, it was it was produced by a small production company. It took them, I think, I was reading. It took them a couple years. Yes. To yeah. uh, th- that they put into this thing. I think it was fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe twelve. Mm-hmm. It was twelve to fifteen minutes. Uh, again, it's called Darth Maul: The Apprentice, and it's awesome. It is awesome. It's just you're you're seeing. I I don't want to really go too deep into it because it's yeah. it's only so long, and really mm-hmm. you should watch it. Um, there are some things that you don't. You don't exactly know what, where you are in the Star Wars timeline, I think, until the end of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, obviously, it's during Darth Maul. Yeah, it's, that, it's Darth Maul, but you don't know where he is in his, right. you know, You know at the beginning, the you do, he... But do you know... <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's tough to dance around it, but... Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we won't say what he is or was or can be or shall be (laughs) (laughs) we'll say it's awesome i mean for for multiple i mean the acting and it's great Uh, it's it's mostly it's basically like a 12 to 15 minute long action piece Mm -hmm. um which is what you want from darth maul for sure yeah he uh, from the beginning darth maul has had a very rough like star (laughs) wars career like you saw him in phantom menace Mm -hmm. and he he had a cool fight scene at the end of the movie uh and then he was dead that's it, yeah. And then years and years later, he came back on uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. um, and he came back and he had a whole arc. I think he had like five episodes or something. Okay. So I I never saw it, but I heard there was a lot of action and explanation on how he's still alive and all that stuff. That's cool. Um, and then uh, I think that's it. I think he came back in Star Wars Rebels, which is the newest Star Wars. Okay. Show that's on Disney XD. Oh, all right. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I think he came back in that, but that's it. That's the only taste of Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. So this fan film, this uh. 
yeah, fan film basically. Yeah. Uh, I think does him justice. Like, yeah. is what they should have done with him to begin with. Mm. Maybe give him his own origin movie or something. Okay, that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because it really showed. It's it's compelling to watch again. I mean, the action, the choreography is really awesome. Yep. Um, the film it looks great, mm-hmm. and it's. Darth Maul's such a fan favorite character. Yeah. Um, maybe for the fact that, I mean, part of it's just like his aesthetic, like he looks so cool. Mm-hmm. And when the Phantom Menace came out, it was like, who's this guy? Yeah. Who the heck is this yeah, terrifying and, demon? Exactly. And then he's dead. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, oh, all right. <laughs> so, um, I, I mean, really, there's not much else to say about it. Go find it. Yeah. Darth just Maul watch the Apprentice. Um, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like you said, there's not much to say. It was mm-hmm. uh, made in Germany, I think. They're oh, all, was it? They're all German speaking. Uh, they they also have a uh, behind the scenes. Oh, okay. Video. I think that was 20 minutes, and it shows how they did all the scenes like side by side. Oh, and, uh, all right, that's it, cool. It looked pretty intense. It was I'm, cool. I'm angry at myself for not having the uh, production company pulled up because ah, it's uh, it's only <laughs> it's only right to give them credit. <laughs> yes, they totally deserve it. They, I mean, they they've done a bunch of I guess other videos. I looked at yeah. their uh, uh, page and they've done I think some music videos and another fan or not fan film, uh, short film, and okay. uh, uh, but not much. So I think after this though, they're gonna blow up like yeah, not explode, but uh, <laughs> they're definitely getting some serious attention. Yeah, seriously. Um, probably just. Where are you right now? I'm on the internet. You should go to YouTube. I thought I thought that's where it was going to bring me. Nope, you're on Google. I might be quicker than Brett here. No way, no yep, way. I got yep, it. Yep. I got it. Uh-huh. T7 Pro. Um, T7 Pro. Or is it, Oh yeah, T7 Productions. Yep. Um T7 Pro is their their YouTube handle, so. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, man, really good. And speaking of Star Wars, Rogue One State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. The trailer, woof, indeed, looks so good. I personally think it looks like a modern retelling of earlier Star Wars. Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's you know a different story and all that stuff, but it looks like uh, if they took the older movies and made them modern, right? Which I think is what they're going for. Yeah, essentially, it? um, it's a way to get back back to that time period mm-hmm. and the timeline, and um, kind of going 
early rebellion. Yeah. So it's ah, it's so exciting. It looks like it's just the tone of it's going to be so great, and mm-hmm. the lead looks so awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it's just. I'm so excited about mm-hmm. like newer Star Wars movies. Yeah, I, seriously, they're gonna have one every uh, every year. Right. Yep. I was yeah. Actually, I was just uh, you know catching up on the Keep Up podcast mm-hmm. as I tend to, um, and we were talking. We were doing our episode where I had just seen um, the Force Awakens. Oh, okay. Which is out already by on the way, DVD? like on uh, DVD Blu-ray? and Blu-ray. That's ridiculous. There's a DVD too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it just seems so crazy that that's out already. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we were talking about that and, and you had said like, we're going to get one every year and it's crazy. Like we're going to see another star Wars movie this year. Mm-hmm. It feels like the force awakens just came out in theaters. It really, I mean, it came out right at the end of the year. So yeah. it's kind of still fresh to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is amazing to have, to be in this age right now where just Star Wars movies are popping out yeah. all over the place. Dude, it's it's super exciting. Mm-hmm. So Rogue One obviously is a huge buzz around it, and um, I'm just stoked. It looks really, really good. High hopes for that. Yeah. Um, um, there's not really too much in the trailer. Like, you you do get story snippets, but yeah. I don't know, not enough to piece any, like, story together, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty simple. Um, like you said, in the trailer, at least, we're seeing one of the Rebels, mm-hmm. um, and she's sent on a mission. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm stoked. <laughs> so, okay, let's do this. Are we talking about it? Batman versus Superman. Superbat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where do we even start with this movie? I don't know, man. So, Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice is out. Touching your knees. It has. I'm still touching your. Stop knees. touching my knees. <laughs> it has slaughtered box offices, but the I've critics. Heard, I've heard only the first week it did well, and then it's wicked fell off since. All right, so maybe my knowledge is largely based <laughs> on memes that I've seen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The world is killing. <laughs> oh. But I, I, yeah, it, it that first weekend for sure, mm-hmm. and um. I don't I don't know the statistics afterwards, but I just know that it, it made some money. Yeah. Um but the critics and the public were not happy with it. We're not happy. On the whole. So why don't you tell me about your experience with Batman versus Superman? I uh really enjoyed it. Uh right. So <laughs> I thought no I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh I mean, I don't know what to say. Uh, let's hear your opinion too. What do you mean so, you don't know what to say? Like, this is the first thing you tried to talk about. I know there's so much to say. I just don't know where to start. I think it it was a great attempt at getting their foot in the door. Uh, into a great attempt. Attempt, and I thought it was pretty successful mm-hmm. at uh, um, DC creating their universe. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was me, I would have done something different. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I think I. I think it's weird that they started kind of, uh, I guess, late into the game, it kind of seems like. Are we going spoilers? I guess so. Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Um, spoilers for Batman versus Superman, because there's a couple specifics I really want to talk about. Yeah. Um, so apologies to those who haven't seen it, but just go see it. Or yeah. if you don't care, then just listen to this ridiculous conversation we're about to have. Yeah, you probably didn't even like it anyways. Yeah, seriously. You jerks. You jerks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a little late in the game, meaning... Like, uh, the character, like, I feel like they kind of threw us into a story that we should already know, I guess. Okay. Uh, like, it's, I don't think it's very nice to the people who don't know comic books. But that's kind of the point, right? I mean... I think so. I mean, not to not be nice to people, but, like, (laughs) um, we do know these stories already. Right. 
So, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. So you feel like it's like Batman. We particularly kind of have to go by Batman's perspective because he's mm-hmm. the one who's older at this point, right? And this is a Batman we haven't seen before, right? So there's a lot of like unanswered questions that I think if they had a previous movie, which I mean they are doing a new movie, but sure, if they had a movie before to explain what happened, the events. So you mm-hmm. know, like in the movie Wayne Manor is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's no big Batman villains around. Right. We, we don't see any of them. Uh, Robin is dead, mm-hmm. uh, apparently killed by the Joker. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, you know, you don't know any of that. He's just kind of an older, worn out Batman. Right. Um, which isn't necessary for this story, but mm-hmm. I'd like to know it. I'd like to know those facts, I guess. So well, maybe that's stuff that we'll get in the future. Right. With this new standalone Batman movie coming out. So, yeah. um, uh, so yeah, I thought I, I that's the only thing I thought that was weird from the beginning is the, mm. um, you know the where they place us in the story. It feels like the middle, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, I went in the movie into the movie with a very open idea about it. Like I was excited to see it. Yeah. No matter what everybody said, and mm-hmm. I I had a good time. Uh, I think the ideal movie for me is a one that can keep me entertained throughout the whole thing. Like, yeah. To me, that's a good movie, as long as it hit the goal of entertaining me, and sure, that's yeah. what it did. I, I There was no point in the movie where I felt like, oh, I'm bored, or I didn't understand that. Like it, I thought it was pretty coherent, and I you know, was satisfied by the mm-hmm. end. Okay, so cool. I, I'm totally different from everyone else. So apparently, no one else on the planet like well, it. Well, <laughs> that's not entirely true. I, I do find that my the majority of the people that I know have strong, strong criticism against it, mm-hmm. and they're, like, rallying against this movie. Right. Um, so let me preface what I'm about to say with... I've thought... This movie has made me think a lot. This mm-hmm. movie and the the buzz around it and all this stuff has made me really think um, a lot about a few different things. One of which is I think that we absolutely live in a time where the... Um, there's so much strong criticism everywhere, all like everywhere. Mm -hmm. And if you're at all connected to the internet, social media, whatever, um, before I saw this movie, there was an insane amount of negative press about it. So I think that we, we live in a time where your opinion can strongly be influenced even before you go in, because instead of me just going in like completely like because I, I was stoked to see this no matter what mm-hmm. and I don't really care about like the critics all the time you know what I mean but um, I saw nothing but like this is a bomb it's so terrible all mm-hmm. this stuff headlines my friends posting about it blah 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 and I have some pretty like strongly opinionated friends yeah so I'm like man that sucks like and, and it's so hard because if so many people are saying it's bad it's right I mean it, there has to be some truth yeah. to it right so instead of going in just like completely open-minded mm-hmm. I'm going in thinking like like okay, I'm gonna keep my eyes open, even subconsciously, mm-hmm. keeping my eyes uh, my eyes open for what makes this movie bad, right? Instead of just sitting and taking the movie in. Mm-hmm. That being said, I've seen this twice mm-hmm. because the first time I went with a group of guys, um, some friends of mine, we had like a guys' night and went out and saw it. And uh, the second time with Rachel, my wife hadn't seen it yet, and she's a huge fan, so we had to go see it. Mm -hmm. So I had to take her. And I was glad, because I wanted to see this movie a second time. Let me hit you with my negative notes from the first time I saw it. So the first time I saw it, I did leave a little, I don't know, what's the word, disenchanted? I wasn't like... I didn't hate it. There were a couple cool moments. There were a couple moments that confused the hell out of me, Mm -hmm. and I just... 
some creative choices that were made that I thought were really, really strange. Um, the first thing that I kind of felt was like we saw a, it felt like we saw a ton of Clark Kent and Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. neither of which I felt were like super compelling. Not that they were bad. I mm-hmm. think all the acting in this movie was really, really good, mm-hmm. personally. I think everybody, like, nailed it. Yeah. I thought Ben Affleck was really good. I thought uh, Cavill was Henry. Uh, Henry, Henry yeah. Cavill. thought he was really good. I thought everyone was really good. Um, but I just felt like we were seeing Bruce and Clark and their character. Like you said, we're kind of in the middle of a story. Mm-hmm. We already know these characters a little bit. And I'm like, in my head... I don't want to be that guy that's like, oh, I just want action. <laughs> like, obviously, I want story. Um, but I felt like we already kind of know the story. So just set up to me why they are mad at each other and mm-hmm. get to some, like, action stuff. And I felt like it took a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'll comment on that again after. But that's what I left the theater feeling the first yeah, time. I, uh, I was the opposite. I... I I don't know. I felt like the characters were compelling and I was mm-hmm. very into their everyone's story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just wanted to know more, you know, I was right. I was definitely uh, curious to see where they were going with everything. So, yeah. um, but no, I, I didn't feel the way you felt like I, I liked it. I yeah. liked all the talk. See, and I think so. you might, I think I might've been swayed a little bit by a lot of the negative stuff that I was hearing mm-hmm. going in. And it, it's always hard to not be looking out for the bad things mm-hmm. and, and it is, but luckily I convinced myself not to do that th- with this movie. So, yeah. you know, I kind of lucked out with that, but right. Um, and that's good. I feel like that's the way it should be. Like yeah. you should just be able to go in and take from it what you want, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of people still did. But for me, I guess I'm the type of person where I hear all this negative stuff and I'm like, what's so bad about it? Yeah. And then I go in looking for it. So there are a couple other things. Um, I didn't love, the first time I left, I wasn't super in love with uh, Jesse Eisenberg's take on Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, that was mainly, again, I thought he was really good in it, but I thought his Lex Luthor was very Joker-esque. Yeah. And that's kind of like what we see with villains all the time is like everyone's trying to be like the crazy Joker. And it's a very compelling villain. It's really fun to mm-hmm. watch. But I just didn't feel like that was Lex Luthor to me. Um, I like that kind of like... Sp- Ah, slow moving, pensive, maniacal, like crazy scientist Lex yeah. Luthor. He, like, he's generally like a guy in the background. Like he sends the muscle in, mm-hmm. but he's got a plan always to, right. to deal with Superman. Like, right, mm-hmm. exactly. So, where in this one, I think it's like that Lex Luthor. Like he's mm-hmm. got plans. Right. Um, but he's also got the charisma and the wackiness of mm-hmm. like Joker. Yeah. So I think he is a mixture of those two. But you want him to uh, like have the craziness on the inside and have his yeah that's, smart thinking that's on the outside. That's kind of what I'm used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something I left. I was like, mm, that was a good performance, but I don't know if I like the take on the character. Mm-hmm. Um, in the middle of the movie, there's the dream sequence with Batman fighting all these like Superman cronies with like Superman patches on them. Yep. Batman shooting everyone with guns. Mm-hmm. There's these like demon things coming from the sky, and then it immediately goes into this weird thing where the Flash, which nobody would know it's the Flash unless you you knew, uh, yeah, like you know the uh, you know the character, you know the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very confusing right after a dream sequence and he comes and says some stuff to Batman that's kind of like unintelligible, like considering the story you've seen so far. Right. It's heavy foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bruce wakes up. Right. And so that confused me. That I think that confused everyone because yeah. it did come out of nowhere. Right. And uh, 
I mean, I, I like I because I've read the comics and stuff, I knew uh what that was like going mm-hmm. to, what it was referencing. But uh like I like I said, I don't think anybody knew yeah. if you didn't read the comics, if you don't know the characters, it would mm-hmm. be like what the heck just happened. And maybe that's okay, like because they are setting up this universe, but I think what What's interesting is we're not really used to seeing something like that mm-hmm. in film that I can think of right. where that moment relies almost entirely on there being other movies in the future. Right, exactly. Like entirely. Mm-hmm. If they if if they never made another DC movie, that moment will go down in history as the most confusing out of place thing yeah, like it, ever. It would it, you could remove it from the movie and yeah. it would have no difference. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. So so there were some little things like that. Now, again, I'm going through kind of feeling like I'm picking things apart mm-hmm. because of the mentality I went in with. So there were there were a couple other things. I felt like the Batman chase scene in uh, when he's in the Batwing and he's chasing the truck, I felt like that scene was like right out of the Dark Knight. Yep. Um, I felt like Batman recklessly killing people. Like... You don't blatantly see it, but mm-hmm. there are moments where you're like, that guy's definitely totally dead. Totally kills people. Right? That, that was definitely my biggest gripe with it. That is, was a thing. Uh, it felt like he was just killing people or not caring. Collateral damage, not, right. as, as you said the other day when we were talking about it. But uh, yeah, it, just, it, it bothered me a lot because that's, sure. that's not Batman. That's not the character. But uh, I also say, convinced myself that he is an older Batman right. and he's realized that killing people or not worrying about the bad guys... Uh, you know, so they won't be back on the street. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter at that point. Just save the right. people. And if they're bad, they can, whatever happens mm-hmm. to them happens. I think that what you just said is the crux of what needs to be understood about this movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, I really like Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Oh, kind of what I took away from this movie and, and other movies he's made is there have been times where I felt like, and I... I this is I don't know if this is good or bad, mm-hmm. but I felt like Zack Snyder is a very visual guy and has these like big concepts for an image, a picture that he wants to put in the movie. And sometimes it feels like story is sacrificed for it. Mm-hmm. So for instance, that Batman fight scene in the middle of the movie, I've read some articles where people say that's their favorite moment in the entire movie, even though they don't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Now that looked very snack, uh, snack to me. <laughs> <laughs> looked very Zack Snyder to me. It looked like something out of Watchmen, yes. out of, you know, sucker punch 300, mm-hmm. like even the color tones and everything. Um, and but it was a moment where story-wise it made no sense to me other than like foreshadowing or what's going on yeah. in in Bruce's brain. It's just a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Or the opening scene where uh little kid Bruce Wayne is hovering in the middle of circling bats up to light. Yes. And it's again just a dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Now those scenes look kind of cool, they're enticing, but it's like I don't really know what that was for other than just to look cool. Yeah. And maybe that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like okay. So you were talking <laughs> about how th- I've been thinking a lot about this movie. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I really like Zack Snyder, and mm-hmm. I really wanted to like this movie, but I don't want to just convince myself that I like a movie. Right. You know what I mean. So right. so I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking realistically, like what's happening in this movie, and what you just said is we're dealing with an older Batman at this mm-hmm. point, and throughout the whole movie, if you really pay attention, all those things like. Why would he act like this? Why would he just shoot that guy? Mm-hmm. Why would he have this weird dream? I think you're dealing with an old, bitter Batman who's one of his best friends, Robin, has been killed. Yep. 
He's dealt with all these villains already. Mm-hmm. He's talking to Alfred about how we've been doing this for 20 years and how many of the guys that we've, you know, put in jail have changed to good or stayed yeah. good. Um, his mansion has burnt down. Oh, which uh, kills me. I want to know what happened right? there. I really do. So we're looking at all this. You're dealing with an older, bitter Batman. Yep. So maybe he is a little more reckless. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a little more careless with what he's doing. Even the fact that, and, and you know, Batman not trusting people and not trusting Superman is not a new concept. Um, but in this film, it's like he's he's kind of crazy about wanting to kill Superman. Like the fact that he wants to destroy him mm-hmm. is not like B- Batman never even wants to like you don't typically see him even wanting to kill the Joker. Right. He just wants to stop it. Mm-hmm. So Superman, who has he sees the threat in him. But he also I mean, everyone knows that he does good. Yeah, that's all he's ever done is good. Like, he's right. Accidentally killed people in collateral damage. But. Uh, I think the main thing is Batman's afraid. I think truly he was just afraid, and because he was afraid, he decided the only way to deal with the fear is to kill, mm-hmm. is to kill Superman. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it was weird mm-hmm. uh, just to see him willing to go that far to kill Superman. To, yeah. To be willing to kill Superman. Right, so strange. that's strange, right? Mm-hmm. So my second time going in, because of the the flaws that I saw the first time I went in, I'm really paying attention to like little things throughout, right? Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that I'm like, well, all right, let's just talk about the biggest moment that I saw that people had a problem with was the moment that brings Batman and Superman to the same side, so to speak, mm-hmm. is Batman has Superman on his back and he's about to murder him. He's about to kill Superman mm-hmm. with a spear that he fashioned out of kryptonite, right? And... Superman says the name Martha, and which happens to be Superman's mom's name, but also uh, Batman's mom's name. Mm-hmm. And it triggers something in Batman because there's a sequence at the very beginning of the movie where when his parents got shot in the alley, uh, Bruce's dad says Martha. And so it triggers this thing in his brain, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? Now... This is what ends up switching something in Batman's brain where he doesn't kill Superman, Mm -hmm. he lets him live, and he goes and rescues Ma Kent, Mm -hmm. all right? Now, I saw a bunch of criticism about how it's so stupid that just because their moms have the same name, they join sides. Which... we were talking about it the other yep. day, but I never knew that was like a big issue. Even a perspective. Because. Well, do you want to say no, like you how you get, saw this scene? Well, yeah. As I saw, I saw that it was Batman realizing Superman is just a normal guy like everybody mm-hmm. else. He has a parent. He has, uh, you know, the love of his life trying to protect him. Like he's just like everyone else, a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, like you said, people just thought the name was enough to make Batman. Yeah. And I, that, I think strongly that that moment got reduced in, you know, online criticism or whatever mm-hmm. to just, oh, our moms have the same name, which, by the way, is canonically accurate. I looked it up and I never knew that their moms, both of their names were Martha. Yeah, I never noticed it. That is the first time ever that I've yeah, noticed that. Which very, very strange. I wonder why it was like that. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe a common mom name. Yeah, a popular <laughs> mom name back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that that moment was strongly reduced in online criticism because watching it a second time, mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, 
you have Batman here just about to willingly murder someone, mm-hmm. right? And like I just said, I think a big part of what they were trying to do in the whole movie is you have an older, bitter Batman. And they're not going to come right out and say that. Right. Like, they're not going to you know, have him just do a voiceover, hopefully, <laughs> being like, I'm old and bitter, and I'm a different Batman than you knew. They might be able. They <laughs> might know? do that in the uh, extended edition or something. Oh, God, I hope not. Um, you know what I mean? So so they're showing that throughout the movie. All the things that are making us like, oh, Batman wouldn't do that. Batman mm-hmm. wouldn't do that. I'm starting to see as like, oh, but would like 20-year deep Batman right. who has lost everything, you know what I mean? And yeah. Like, so... So I see him at this moment. He's about to kill Superman, which is completely out of character for him. Mm-hmm. I know I just said all of this to Tim the other day, and he knows what I'm about to say, but I feel like it's no, important I, to put yeah, out there. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so he's standing over Superman, right? Superman says, Martha, which would be jarring if, you know, the reason, like the, uh, the launching point for Batman is when his parents die in the alley. Mm-hmm. Like that's what changes the course of his life, right? So his, his parents' names and, and all this stuff. So he's about to kill Superman, and Superman says, Martha and like save Martha. Mm-hmm. So of course he's going to be like, wait, what? Yeah. Like we're in the middle of a battle. So he's like, why did you say that? Why did you say that name? Cause he's just thinking about his mom. Mm-hmm. Bruce is just thinking about his mom. So <clears throat> then they show the whole flashback from the beginning and then they come back and Lois runs in and throws herself on top of Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now Batman is there about to murder someone again, out of character for Batman. Yep. Especially since Superman is not all bad. He's mm-hmm. seen him do good. And this man he's about to murder has his loved one on top of him, mm-hmm. right? So now Batman's like, okay, Martha's in his brain. Batman, or this Superman's loved one is like on top of him, like an innocent woman, innocent bystander. And then he's like, why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? And Lois is like, it's his mother. Mm-hmm. So now in Batman's brain is, here is Superman. I'm about to murder him. His you know, love interest is right here and he's just concerned about saving his mom. Mm-hmm. How in that moment is Batman supposed to just murder Superman? It's, he wouldn't and it he wouldn't. doesn't. He doesn't. Right. And so, so everyone, everyone had this like point of contention of like, what, why would it just be the name? But I think it's what's really happening there is Batman's like, what am I doing? Completely like, like changes his whole perspective. Right. Yeah. He's and like, you, you see him like, he, he gets frustrated and he mm-hmm. takes the spear and he's like, ah, and he like walks around for a minute and then he chucks the spear. Yep. Now I get a little bit that there was the frustration that from that moment on, they're like, they're pretty much like buddy, buddy. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're, you know, he helps him up and he's like, I'll, I'll save her. And, and, but, but at the same time, like Superman then expresses what Lex's plan is. Mm-hmm. So I think Batman kind of has this shift where he's like, oh shoot, like, Lex is is behind, you know, he's actually doing something villainous. Right. Where what's interesting is the whole movie, Bruce and Lex Luthor have like the same plan. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get Kryptonite to destroy Batman. Yeah, and just Bruce stole I it mean, from... I mean, destroy Superman. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard Superman too. Like, you knew what I meant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they, you're right. They have the same plan. They just want to mm-hmm. destroy Superman. Yeah. And uh, do you think that was like because Lex was kind of given the ideas to? Yes. It, to watching Bruce? it a second time, he pretty much says it on the roof scene with Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you know, it, it only took two years to get the bat to want to kill you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sending back uh, checks that Bruce Wayne was sending to a victim of uh, his building collapsing coming back with notes written on them, like, you killed your family, mm-hmm. um, Bruce Wayne is blind, which, again, was very Joker-esque. Yeah, um, for sure. 
So, so yeah, basically Lex plotted all that stuff. And mm-hmm. at first, when I le- well, the first time I saw it, that I didn't like that, that Batman and Lex had the same plan throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking at it and I'm like, no, like that actually is kind of cool because yeah. Batman was at that point where he was pretty much doing the same thing the villain was. Mm-hmm. He was becoming the villain, basically. Right, yeah. So... So anyways, I, I mean, all that to say that my second time through, I was like, I think I enjoyed that. Like mm-hmm. I and, and the first time through visually and everything, it looks great. Yeah. Um, the action scenes are cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, there are some like really amazing moments like when during that chase. Uh, the car chase, Batman comes around the corner and hits Superman, and there's that slow motion yeah. shot of them coming face to face. Yeah, that was sick. So sick. Mm-hmm. And um, I my favorite scene in the movie, just the shot they did was uh, when Bruce Wayne is running towards the falling building. Yes. I love that shot because right. he's just bolting, which you had a, a point about that. Yeah, and you had a good rebuttal. So I had an issue with that part because I'm watching it, and even the second time through, I'm like, I cannot justify why any man would ever run towards the falling building. Like, the building is in the middle of falling yeah i I get it's like this emotional eruption Mm -hmm. and he's running towards his falling building but what is his plan in that moment but you had a good point yeah uh i think uh the the reason why he's running towards the building is uh he's batman he will do anything and everything to save at least one person Mm -hmm. so he obviously thought that if i make it to this building i could save someone Mm -hmm. which he does do he He does right he does i think at least two people i hope he helps the guy get out from under the fallen structure and then he saves that little girl yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so uh i think that was just a way to show that he's obviously still batman right where he'll do anything to save people um that was it. He just and doesn't care. Yeah, and I like that perspective. And again, my mind wasn't even in a place to even think of something like that. Mm-hmm. And some people might say, if you have to dig, like, some people might, it might sound like we're, like, digging to make something good out of this. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, there's more in these scenes. Like, I'm looking at it, like, the people who put all this time into these scenes, like the Martha scene. Yep. I have a hard time believing that the writers, director, actors were all like, oh, if their moms have the same name, they'll be friends. Yeah, uh, there's no way all those people would agree. No. And and I bet, obviously, they didn't even think that was it. Right. Like, the people who wrote it were like, oh, because, you know... There's this moment... Right, where where Batman realizes Superman is human. Mm -hmm. Um, Well... Human at heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I... I don't know. That just seems like right. you're just looking at it at face value. Right, yeah. exactly. And it's kind of amazing how things get reduced um, within criticism. Yeah, like I mean, you, all you need is a few people to say it was bad, mm. and everyone's like, oh, it must be bad. Uh, like, you know, uh, even if they don't see it, people mm. will say this is bad because yeah. everybody else said it was bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just kind of sucks. It does. It totally It totally does. Because... You know, people put so much time and money and everything into the movie. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, because everyone's saying it's so bad, there's a chance to damage the future of the DC movies. Right. That's a good point. Um, But, I mean, as of right now, nothing's changed, really. No, it really hasn't. Um, And honestly, I I have friends that will be mad at me for this, but the more I talk about it, the more I I enjoyed the movie. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I... I did leave the first time dissatisfied. Yeah. And, and but it's kind of it's kind of fun when you have to examine a movie a little bit more because mm-hmm. it wasn't flat out terrible. Like no. you can't no I don't think anybody would say it was like the worst movie they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. People were just displeased with with the the overall product, but man like it, 
looking at it from that standpoint of like you're dealing with this old bitter Batman and they're showing you that throughout the whole movie. When mm-hmm. they show you Robin's suit, there's a reason for that moment. Right. You know, when they're showing Batman branding people, mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, I was like, Batman wouldn't do that. Like Never. that seems overly violent. But now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, there's a reason they put that in there. Mm-hmm. And everything points to him being this old, like loose cannon now, you know, because he's like, whatever. And yep. even the conversations he has with Alfred, who, by the way, apparently that's what Iron Man does when he retires, because that dude looks just like an older Robert Downey Jr. Really? Yeah, dude. If you you I gotta don't see it, <laughs> dude. I'll, totally. have to, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, but. you'll have to look it up. The guy, a guy who plays Alfred, looks just like. Uh, and I, I don't, I don't know the actor's name. I apologize, but mm-hmm. um, that's he, funny he, though. I never, yeah, I don't know. I never clicked. Yeah, but. we were all joking, like, oh, when Iron Man retires, he goes and works for Batman. That would be cool. Yeah. Would be cool. <laughs> um, so, anyways, uh, looking. Oh, also Jesse Eisenberg's performance, second time around. I'm like, this is incredible. You liked it? I really, really liked it because. Okay, again, almost on the opposite spectrum, we're used to seeing Lex Luthor like this, this um, an older, uh, I guess, like more developed character, uh, not character, but man, like mm-hmm. he's an older, older man than he seems to be portrayed in this movie where he's talking about his father, right. how it's his father's company, he's got the long hair, mm-hmm. um, he's a little bit spastic and just has a little more youth to him. And I think it's a younger version of Luthor than we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. And as he... Um, at the end of the movie, they show him shaving his head. Yep. And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, you know what? I could actually see how this Lex Luthor in the future could become the reserved, all this like maniacal like craziness that you're seeing on the outside mm-hmm. being pushed inside, and him being like the reserved, like quiet Luthor that we're used. That'd be to weird seeing. to see him change. Like I, be. I'd be up to see it, but yeah. uh, that'd just be going from this to a complete opposite. Right character uh but you know he's in jail at this point so it could change him yeah but i mean and not that they'll actually do that but you know what i mean like i could see yeah this is a younger version of what we're used to seeing Mm -hmm. whereas batman was an older version of what we're used to seeing right and i think that's also weird that we have an old batman uh pretty new superman Mm -hmm. uh, a young lex Luthor, and Mm -hmm. then we're gonna have the justice league movie with an old batman right but everybody else is gonna be Mm -hmm. you know an average age a good age so um, I don't know. That's just kind of weird to think we're going to have an older Batman in the Justice it League. It is interesting, especially because I think we're going to see a lot of origin stories for the Flash, Cyborg. I um, hope so. I don't... Or, or maybe not. I mean, maybe they won't be. Maybe they'll be like mid-superhero career. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they'll already have been doing it for a while, which that could be cool too. Yeah. And I think that's another reason this movie was different is it didn't start with an origin story, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so... Uh, I, I don't know. Overall, I, I think it was good. And another thing that people didn't like is... Um, this movie ends with Batman being the one who is going to start the Justice League. Right. And that is strongly like Batman's typically the one who's like, doesn't ever want to, I don't want to be a part of your superhero crew, you know, Mm -hmm. Superman does it. But then I read something where uh, I forget if it was the writer, one of the writers or the, or Zack Snyder. Mm -hmm. um, But they said specifically their goal was to get to a point where Batman was the one who wanted to start the Justice League. Mm -hmm. And, that's cool. Yeah. Like, it's a creative decision they're free to make, and yeah. I'm interested to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't even talk about Wonder Woman. I know. I was waiting to, like, finish our Sorry, talk. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, has she ever been in a movie before, other than her animated <sighs> or anything? Because I'm pretty sure I heard this is her first movie appearance. I think, yeah, I think this is her first, um, her first movie appearance, mm-hmm. and, oh, man. Awesome. Unbelievable. A- anytime she was 
in it, it, mm-hmm. it was just great. It, I loved it just it. increased in yep. greatness. Yeah. I, um, I thought that, and you know, we don't, we don't get to see a whole lot about her. Um, but anytime that she was on screen, it was enticing. I mean, you knew that she was Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So you saw Diana Prince throughout the movie. Yep. Um, and then man, at the end when she shows up, Oh, so it's good. So good. Seeing, yeah. seeing the three of them on screen mm-hmm. was like, honestly, there's a moment where it's like, wow. Yeah, we're that's, looking. That's like, uh, I got the Avengers feeling from it. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, like when you first see the Avengers mm-hmm. together, you get that kind of same feeling when yeah. you see them all together because you're like, oh my God, this is going to be the mm-hmm. start of the DC yeah, universe. It's the big three yeah. Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman standing right next to each other. And, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, I don't know, uh, Gal Gadot. I, I, it's either Gal or Gal. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I, you know, uh, I just call her Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman. Um, but she killed it. She was super mm-hmm. good. I think she looks great as Wonder Woman. For I, sure. I really like the costume design. Um, I think the biggest issue people had. It's so stupid, but they. She's even been interviewed on like talk shows and stuff about it that. People had a problem that she wasn't busty enough to play Wonder Woman. Okay, uh, is you know because Wonder Woman is you know historically known as like (laughs) a a a curvy woman, you know. (laughs) Um, But I I thought she looked great Mm -hmm. in in the part, um, and the action scenes with Wonder Woman were just unbelievable. And I cannot wait for her movie. I know. I am so 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 excited. Mm -hmm. I I just don't understand why women there's such an issue with women in movies, like women superhero, like mm-hmm. female superheroes. I don't know why that's ever an issue ever. You mean like not seeing them as often or that? And like, it's very, it, it's been very, very difficult for it, um, for a female, a solo female superhero movie. I feel like she, um, like this, this will be a big step in the, the female superhero Huge. area. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't know why it took so long. Like, right. We've That's had the question. Superman solo movies, the Batman solo movies. Everybody loves Wonder Tons Woman. Of them. So yeah. why not have a solo Wonder Woman yeah. movie? I don't know, man. And, and there's a, um, I was actually thinking about this earlier. Do you think there's such a, cause I get so excited when I see, uh, Black Widow on screen. Yeah. Scarlet Witch. Yep. Um, uh, oh my gosh. What's her, uh, what is Zoe Zaldana's character in um, uh, Guardians? Why do we never know the Guardians? Oh, I don't know. I don't um, know because they're n- starts with a G, like Gamora. G- Gamora. Is it just that? Is it Gamora? I yes, think it's Gamora. It's um, Gamora. <laughs> well, while while you're uh, secretly <laughs> secretly looking that up for you audio listeners, um, I, I get so excited when you see the female characters on screen. And mm-hmm. do you think that's because? We, we don't, don't see, see them as often. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I get excited when you know Wolverine's on screen or or Batman. You know, yeah, Gamora. Gamora. Mm-hmm. That's exciting too. But yep. when you see a female character like one of these superhero characters, it's just like, uh, I don't know, there's something refreshing about it. It's yeah. like finally, like, and Wonder Woman was so just perfect. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, and and so um, I don't know, it's just badass. Yeah, like like. That's- Perfect. That's all I can think of because <laughs> at the when she comes in, mm-hmm. she actually relieves like some of the fear in that scene. Like you have Batman and Superman, and when Wonder Woman enters and she has like her arms crossed and she's using her um gauntlets like of, gauntlets mm-hmm. to deflect um Doomsday, Doomsday, his like beam that he's shooting. Yeah. 
And then like the smoke clears and you see Wonder Woman, it's like, oh good, Wonder Woman's here. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to worry about anything. And she actually does damage to him. Oh, the other yeah. two, Batman's pretty much useless yeah, in that fight. It's actually but kind of funny. It is funny. He, he has one scene, I think, throughout the whole fight. But yeah. uh, uh, she actually, you know, slicing him up, mm-hmm. like chopping off limbs. Like she's very effective. Yeah. And uh, she does a good job of making me feel safe yeah. in the theater. <laughs> and even like her, her facial expressions throughout the battle, like she's there. She's like the warrior princess. Yeah, she's having you know fun I mean? with it. Like she's yeah. smiling because it's a challenge. Oh, it's so good. She's, oh, yeah. So good. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited. And mm-hmm. I, I hope that this is like, I mean, I hope that we see a lot more. I mean, we got Jessica Jones. Yeah. That was an incredible um, female lead, really yep. strong female lead. We're seeing it in Star Wars a lot mm-hmm. with Ray um, and, and uh, Rogue yeah. One. Yep. Yep. Whatever that chick's name um, is. I can't remember her name. <laughs> um, State your name for the record. Jin Uso. So I'm stoked to see that. I cannot wait for Wonder Woman's um, solo movie. Solo movie. Yeah. Um, I just it just frust- frustrates me that it, it took so long to get there. Right. It's, it's like there's no reason for it. But no. That's just. Time, it's been apparently. it's been in talks for a while, yep. and it was going to happen, and then it wasn't. And mm-hmm. I think after even those who were really critical of Batman versus Superman loved Wonder Woman. Yeah. That's. This. I mean, that's all I've ever heard is mm-hmm. Wonder Woman like made the movie. And yeah. I mean, I agree. I think her showing up and all of her scenes, just everything. She so was a good. Great addition. Yeah. And again, I think um, her acting. I think everyone's acting was really on point. Like mm-hmm. even those who were critical of the movie were like the acting was solid. Yep. Um. So. Um, and then I guess a couple other quick aspects, Doomsday, um, this, I mean, this, this movie was essentially two very famous arcs put together. Yes. Um, the Dark Knight Returns Mm -hmm. and the Death of Superman. (laughs) So you say that makes me laugh (laughs) because, so, okay, (laughs) one moment that drives me crazy and I don't, it seems to be only me so far after Superman is killed by doomsday. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where you go to, uh, they go to the daily planet and you see Lawrence Fishburne's character and he picks up a piece of paper or one of the newspapers that they're printing. And I'm waiting for the camera to, to pan over to the paper. And it says the death of Superman. Yes. Cause that's obviously what we're dealing with mm-hmm. here. But he, the camera pans over and the paper says Superman dead. <laughs> Which is, and I think it's such a minute, tiny it's thing little, to notice. But I kid you not, in the theater, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, was so, oh. Like, I was so upset about it. Um, <laughs> anyways, that being said, I I thought um, I thought Doomsday was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it, I was actually cool with them putting those two storylines together. Yep. Um, and there were a lot of characters in this movie, but I don't think any of them lacked any attention no you know i thought doomsday was cool i thought mm-hmm. uh he was so powerful and scary yeah when superman brought him into space that oh, was really yeah, the cool whole nuke scene that was yeah neat. that was super cool the whole sky lights up yeah and then they take a little while but they show superman like pretty much dead mm-hmm. and then the sun kind of regenerates him i thought that was all beautiful yeah um there's actually a lot in this movie seeing it a second time i was like oh i forgot about that scene oh i forgot about that oh mm-hmm. this scene's pretty cool so there there was a lot um a lot like that second go around that I was like, you know what? This this was pretty well done. Yeah. So um, I liked that. I liked the funeral scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they show right away at the end that like he's not right. finished. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know that. Right. Uh, you know that. <laughs> you and know. it just kind of confirms. Right. It. Um, uh, the only uh, very little things, but uh, Clark Kent, mm-hmm. how do they explain that? 
They say I that's a good question because they show Superman dies and then they show an obituary where uh, Clark Kent is also dead. Right. right? So uh, what do now, people connect that? Uh, here's here's what <laughs> I was paying attention to that. They specifically show an article that says one of our own Clark Kent has died, right? Mm-hmm. From the Daily Planet, because that's the paper that he worked at. Mm-hmm. Um quickly under the article or next to it, I forget exactly where, but it says in the paper, um, uh, casualty of like the doomsday incident or something oh, like that. Okay. So you think about it, doomsday came and caused all kinds of destruction. Mm-hmm. So the idea of Clark Kent dying in that is not that crazy. Well, yeah. You know, cause I'm sure a bunch of other people were injured too, mm-hmm. but they don't show you that. They just show you Clark because that's what's significant. Right. Is that, and they kind of did have to, if they didn't do that, mm-hmm. people would be like, well, what about Clark Kent? Like, don't they wonder where he is at right. the daily planet type thing? But, Okay. So I think that was a fairly graceful thing. But at first, you don't see that. It just it shows Superman dead, mm-hmm. and then it shows Clark Kent one I remember of our own. seeing the little picture, right. but that, that's all I saw. I didn't even get and to read it. And seeing them next together, n- next to each other like that, almost makes it seem more like, well, aren't they connecting Yeah, that? like, like, if, like <laughs> if they're both dead, something, <laughs> yeah. something's got to make sense here. But, but I think it's more like, it's not like just Superman and Clark Kent died. Right, there like, were other people yeah. that died. That makes sense. So, that, that makes sense. So I was watching, I was like, all right, I'll give him that. Like, so now when not, Superman comes back how is clark clark can't, can't go back to work i think yeah i guess <laughs> <laughs> that's it he's dead dude. yeah i don't know what they're gonna do with that but yeah um that's funny um yeah so is that and uh i think that was it uh length what do you think of the length second time watching it mm-hmm. again like i said there were so many different scenes um that i had forgotten because mm-hmm. it is long right um First time I saw it, that's why I felt like there wasn't enough action is because it was such a long movie. Mm-hmm. Second time I was enjoying some of the scenes that weren't action a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm okay with it, honestly, the length of it. I like when a movie, I kind of liked how much was in it yep. second time around. Okay. Um, first time I saw it, I was like, it should have been a half an hour shorter and they should have been in costume more. Mm-hmm. Second time around, I was like, there's more to this movie than I think I... I got from okay. my first watching. So mm-hmm. do you feel like it was too long? No, I, I, I like my movies long. Yeah. I, I think it gives them a lot of room to just add more elements, sure. details, all that stuff. So um, squeak and a half. That's cool. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the three-hour R-rated version director's cut. Oh, that's is that what out. they're doing? Yep. So it's uh, it's going to be three hours and R-rated okay. uh, director's cut. Might be coming to theaters. I think they needed more money, like just, you know, mm. more revenue. So okay. they're thinking about releasing it in the theaters okay. so they can, you know, get more. Uh, I don't know if I'll see it in the theaters. I might wait for it to come out on Blu-ray, but... I would probably go. I mean, I, I might. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's 30 extra minutes. Right. It's, so. a, it's a, Yeah, it'd be quite the experience. But mm-hmm. I think overall, I enjoyed it. And I am... Dude, I'm excited for upcoming DC stuff. Yeah, I, I'm really glad it didn't like kill the universe, like right. canceling projects. Because we got Suicide Squad next, mm-hmm. which I think is going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. Batman's going to be in it. Right. So I'm curious. I assume it's going to be older Batman because yeah. it's still... going to stick with that. Batfleck. Right. But they could make him look young. Which, I mean, is he going to be in the standalone Batman movie? Yes. It's going to be him? He, he signed on for Justice League Part 1 and 2, and they said up to three standalone Batman films. Okay. Uh, and then he's making a cameo in Suicide Squad. Okay. Good. I'm happy about that. I liked him as Batman. Yeah. Um, I'm just... Once again, he he's not that old. They made him look old in this yeah, movie, right, but right. he's not that old. So... He, 
if they wanted a younger Batman, I guess they could just hmm. make it like less makeup. Um, so I'm curious to see what kind of Batman he is in Suicide Squad. Yeah, me too. I, I, that's one thing I'm curious about with Suicide Squad is where is where it takes place in the storyline. Because um, we also don't know if Joker is dead or alive in uh, Batman versus Superman. Right. They don't so, say anything about it. Which we know in Suicide Squad, he's alive. Yeah. So uh, if it's you know after Batman versus Superman, Joker and all these mm. villains are still around, right. but they're kind of young. So true. I don't know. It's obviously we won't know till we right. see it, but I'm okay with Batman being a little bit older. I'm kind of interested to see how how that affects. I don't know. Maybe it's not as as big. Of, well, it is a big aspect of it. I, I'm kind of I'm curious to see this Batman. It almost seemed like at the end of Batman versus Superman, this like renewed sense of hope for humanity, this mm-hmm. renewed sense of justice, which is. It's going to be the origin of Justice League. Right. So I kind of like that take that when he started, he was this gung-ho, like, younger guy, mm-hmm. and, and now he's bitter, and then by the end of this arc in this movie, he's, like, got this renewed sense of, like, we need to find the others like you, is what he says to Wonder Woman. So he's trying to have apprentices, spread yeah. his knowledge to yeah, yeah. all the youngins. Yeah, so I, I'm curious to see. Maybe we'll get a Batman Beyond down the road. That just yeah. blew my mind. That would be amazing. Oh, my God, a live-action yeah. Batman. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, stop with your <sighs> yeah. Um, what do you think of the costumes in this movie, Batman one specifically? Uh, good. I think you it looked it? Um, just like the Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. I think um, they nailed it. What uh, about his uh, Buzz Lightyear costume? <laughs> 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 yeah, that looked good too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I I didn't think anything of it when I saw it. Like mm-hmm. it didn't stick out like any other Batman outfit. It was uh, a little chunky. Yeah, I think he's very big like yeah. he's just a big batman which is fine i like the bat suit a lot yeah i like that bigger like brawny mm-hmm. batman I, I like it when he's thinner like he like batman beyond like yeah. you know where it's almost like skin tight like mm-hmm. uh i don't know i like it better for stealth reasons i guess like yeah, he can yeah. be stealthy uh which as we saw in the movie he tried to stick in the corner in the huge <laughs> suit he's like he's like the biggest spider on yeah, the planet i thought that was funny because um, he is like huge there he's yeah. like six feet 300 pounds like he's giant yeah he's supposed to be hiding in the corner yeah and the cop turns around he's like ah! he's just massive <laughs> so i do i do like it uh like i wish for some reason if he was doing stealthy stuff he'd be like in the small skin tight suit and then if he was mm-hmm. fighting guys he'd <laughs> yeah. be in the big the big one yeah. uh, but no it's a fine looking suit yeah. i just uh i didn't think anything of it i guess i like the different take on it and i, I like the dark knight returns look um there was only one other thing that i can think of right now that mm-hmm. i was like that's kind of weird remember when Diana tells Bruce that she's looking for a picture that belongs to her. Yes. And then Bruce finds the picture of Wonder Woman in 1918. Mm-hmm. And then he emails her and says, I found the picture. It doesn't belong to you. It is you. Why would he assume that that picture of a woman from 100 years ago is her? Because it is her. But wouldn't you assume that it's like a relative or something? No. No? No. Like, Bruce Wayne's a detective. Like, wouldn't you... Right, but uh, that was right after he saw the existence of all these metahumans. So to him, it was... Didn't he find her picture first? No, he did it last. Because he saw Flash, Cyborg. He he looked at everyone, and then hers was the last picture. Are you sure? 100%. So he looked... Okay, because I'll accept that. If he saw the metahumans first and then saw her... Yeah, because that's what made him exit out of what he was looking at and sent her the email, and then it jumped to the next scene. 
Okay. Because he, from that point, he... Oh, you're right. He sees all those links, but they don't show him looking at those. I think that's what confused me. Because when you see, like, the clips of the Flash, Cyborg, Aquaman... He totally sees the Flash one. I remember him reacting to it. Uh, he, Wonder Woman's the one who looks at those. No, he does. He sees the Flash. Yeah, I... Re- oh, crap. He looks at the icons. All right, I can't remember now, so we'll have to... Yeah. I remember specifically him looking at it. Oh, I don't know. You might be right. I'm pretty sure because that's... You saw it more recently than right, me, Right, I so. know, and I should remember. But I, what, I, what I'm remembering right now is that he opens it up. They show him looking at all the links, um, and then he looks at Wonder Woman's picture. I thought he looks at each video, and then that's why he knows about everybody. Right at the he end, he does, of but I don't think they show him looking at the links. You like, think we saw it from from well, Wonder Woman? Because later, when he emails it to her, she has all the stuff. Yeah, too. and I think she's clicking through and like she's like, <gasps> like what is all this? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, we'll f- we'll we can, <laughs> yeah we've spent enough time on this. Um, yeah. So, uh, do you want to rate it? Do you want to give it a rating? I'm so bad at doing that. R- honestly, right now in my mind, I feel like an eight. Yep. That's, um, that's eight, about... 8.5 even because yep. I really like there are so many cool moments of it and honestly the things that I picked apart in the beginning have almost transformed into things that are cool now mm-hmm. and I've tried to see more of like the perspective of the filmmakers and everyone involved in it and uh, I think I think it was good man I'm gonna watch it again I'm yeah. gonna buy it when it comes out like of course so I, I think it was good mm-hmm. um, you would give it about the same yeah I, mm-hmm. I, I give it high marks I, I don't think I'd give it a 9 but like yeah, pretty high 8 8.5 yeah know, like I mean said. there were some creative decisions i was kind of like man i don't really get that but um you know overall i think it was good i think it was a good launching point uh some articles argued that it just wasn't a good standalone movie Mm because there's it it, like i said it hinges so much on upcoming things yeah i think uh it's totally it's gonna be a good movie once well it'll be better once we get the next movie Mm, like Uh, yeah certain pieces will fall into place Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i think it's one of those setup movies where it sets up a lot of things yeah and then the next movie will be everything you want to see right right um yeah so i'd say go see it yeah totally Um, Uh, hopefully you have if you just listen to all that because we just like (laughs) demolished the whole story and everything but Yeah. yeah i mean try try your best to ignore people's opinion that's honestly know. that's like my uh, what i'm doing now is mm-hmm. like i don't want to read anything i don't want to see anything because it it does alter you no mm-hmm. matter how badly you don't want to you're gonna go in yeah thinking like oh this guy that yeah. i respect says this L- yeah like i said i was looking for what made it bad mm-hmm. um so i don't know um it was it was but, uh, yeah so in the end we both really liked it yeah. What, yeah yeah i think <laughs> i think i did like honestly and it's taken me time which some people would argue is not good yeah but <laughs> I, I think i think I, re- I did really like it mm-hmm. um so so <sighs> let's move on to um we're gonna stay within the realm of dc oh okay i know where you want to go yeah not it yet. would be a good segue because it's the opposite for you <laughs> for me well, no it is it really is it really is <laughs> But okay, do we stay in DC or do we stay? Yeah, on we can stick in DC. And then all right, we won't. We it. won't be here too long. But um, I watched Flashpoint Paradox. Yes, uh, Justice League Flashpoint Paradox. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically just want to bring this up to say what I've said before, which is that DC animated stuff is always on point. They kill it. Everything I've seen, like I don't care if you hated Batman versus Superman. If you hate DC, go watch all their DC animated <laughs> stuff because it's it's so good. I've talked about the Wonder Woman movie mm-hmm. like to no end. I love it so much. Um 
This movie uh, focuses mostly on the Flash, yep. and you see an alternate timeline that is unbelievably cool. Um, and I won't give spoilers on it, but they they give alternate takes on characters like the Joker. Um, you know who uh, there are are different people who take on different characters. Yeah. So, so like the Joker is not even the same person. Joke, right. It's not that the Joker is like different it's the person who is the joker so if that makes sense instead of joker being like let's say batman's a bad guy and joker's a good guy right it's someone else that, like harley quinn's the joker right and like you know alfred's batman yeah they give like completely that. different um an alternate timeline that you're in so there's a lot of really cool possibilities in there mm -hmm. um you get to see some dc characters that honestly there was one character i did not even know was a dc character and i had to read online that they were sold that character um I think his name's... I think it's Griff. Um, was he originally like a Marvel character He or was one of the Wildcats. I don't know if you ever read Wildcats, but they... Sounds familiar, but... Created by Jim Lee, who mm -hmm. is now... I think he's like a... Um, he's one of like the co-owners of uh, DC at this point, but Jim Lee Jim sold Lee. that character... Um, to DC, mm -hmm. so you see, uh, you see him. You see a bunch of characters that I just didn't expect to see. The alternate timeline is super, super cool, and this movie's mega violent. Yeah, I, I think that's my favorite thing about the animated movies is that they, uh, I don't know how they do it or you know how they get by the ratings, but it's uh, very violent. They, super violent. They always tend to be very violent, and I like that. I think it's cool when they. It's like it's very adult at that point, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's only PG thirteen though, but it's like you you see some pretty raw stuff in that. Yeah, and that's what surprised me is the the Wonder Woman animated movie is also PG thirteen, but you see no blood. Right. Um, there but, are beheadings, mm -hmm. but you'll see things like happen as a shadow. Like yeah. you see the shadow of people fighting and a head get cut off but you don't see any blood. Mm -hmm. In this one, there is undeniably blood. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no mistaking that there's blood in this movie. Yep. Um, you know, there are people getting shot, and it's just, it adds a level of, like, whoa mm -hmm. to this that is, like, man, this is intense, and it is a very intense movie. Yeah. Um, so Flashpoint Paradox is incredible, and we just got some really cool DC news yes. um, about an upcoming animated one. Yes. Tim, would you like to break the news? Yes. So um, The Killing Joke has been officially rated R, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. will be, to my knowledge, the first DC movie that's been, DC animated that's been rated R. Um, yeah. And uh, The Killing Joke is a fantastic comic, uh, so I'm super excited that yeah. they're you know, making it into mm -hmm. an animated movie. Um, do you know voices if... I don't know they... if it's going to be like Conrad. And yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I hope it's Mark Hamill. Uh, it better be. Uh, it's funny because it always seems like he stops being the Joker and then he just comes back for one last right. thing. Um, um, I haven't looked. I could, I could jump on the internet and try to find out, but... I'm not going to spend the time right now. <laughs> I've, I've done enough looking things up this episode. Oh. Um, uh, speaking of looking things up, quick edit. Grifter is the name of that character, not Griff. Okay. I was close. Grifter. Grifter. Mm -hmm. um, he's a really cool character. Mm -hmm. Anywho. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. R-rated. Um, I wonder what made it R-rated. It's got to be the violence. I, mean, I remember it being violent, but there's, if I remember correctly, there's only like two or three violent scenes in, I mean, in the comic. I feel like the Joker at his worst is just 
horrifying. Horrifying. You know, so like... Especially in that comic. That, he... Oh. Right. So I think a lot of it's going to be just content. Like like adult themes, you would yeah, think? Like yeah. Like, are you... I, don't, I wouldn't want... I don't know if I, I would want like a 13-year-old watching the Joker at his absolute craziest, murderous moment. You I know? mean... I guess not, but at the same time, I don't know. By thirteen, I was watching friggin' sure <laughs> yeah. movies I probably shouldn't have been yeah, watching. Yeah, I but. saw some stuff too. So, and it does seem like some PG thirteen movies have like it's crazy because I've seen some PG thirteens that have like insane sexual innuendo, mm-hmm. but then once it gets into like murder and like uh, like I don't know more like dealing with crazy people and like. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly how the ratings work because mm-hmm. sometimes it confuses me what makes it into a PG thirteen movie. Yeah, and then you see a rated R movie and you're like, well, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, some rated there. I think it's like there's a hard PG thirteen right. and soft R's. Yes, so it, it's tough to compare That's all over true. the place. But there's some R rated movies mm-hmm. totally should be PG thirteen, and I think uh, The Dark Knight is the hardest PG thirteen I've ever seen. Yeah, like I think that is very very adult. Uh, and again, it's because there's. No blood in that movie. There's not. No. If there's... there if there was, I think it would have been R. You do, yeah. I think so because think of like opening up the bank scene, mm-hmm. all that shooting, no blood at yeah, all. Yeah, a lot of people got shot, but you're right. Uh, a, I can't think of much. There's blood. no blood. There's the moment where the Joker stabs that guy in the eye with the pencil. Mm-hmm. You don't see anything. It's just all implication. Yeah, he's just. Well, don't you see him hit his head? Yeah, but I think the camera moves. But you or don't, you don't get like a close up of right. You know, you don't see anything really. Right. So I maybe it's just all it's how, camera tricks. Camera you know? tricks. Yep. So, so. but uh, that's great with the animated because it is an adult, a very adult comic. Sure. I think. Um, but I mean, I wouldn't mind a thirteen-year-old seeing it. I don't think. I don't. Honestly, I have. It's been a while since I've read the Killing Joke. Yeah. Um, but I know. I think it's going to be largely thematic, and it frees up any kind of violence like they yeah. can really get anything they can do there. anything they want so maybe i i'm not going to spoil it but you know that big scene that happens in it with a character mm-hmm. maybe they're going to go into <laughs> with a character <laughs> maybe they're going to go more in depth with that maybe he's gonna yeah torture a bit more that's or... one thing i was thinking the nature of the violence because right. in, in flashpoint paradox like people like there's someone that gets shot in the head mm-hmm. and it's blatant like they don't leave anything to the yeah. imagination um, but I'm thinking if you do like a long, slow torture scene, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what violence, like where the line is on violence between PG 13 and R. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Um, um but, but yeah, be... I, am I'm, I'm pretty excited for it for sure. Yeah. So I'm just excited for more DC animated stuff to come out. Yep. Um, I have a lot to catch up on. Um, yeah. Uh, just recently they came out with uh, justice league versus teen Titans. Oh, I saw that. Yes, that's yeah. that's out now, I think. Okay. Um, and because I'm a big fan of Teen Titans. Yeah. It's, and it's cool. It's all like, um, uh, it looks like they're Cartoon Network versions, okay. but uh, also comic book influenced, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it looks pretty awesome. I you haven't see seen it. it yet? No. Nope. Yep. No. Uh, the most recent one I saw was uh, Batman, Son of Batman. Okay. Yeah, uh, I haven't watched that. And that, that was good. It was just like all the other ones. Mm. Great. Ah, so good. Haven't been let down yet. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of letdowns, <laughs> we have another movie <laughs> to talk about. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> well, you bring us into uh, this one, Tim. So Brett bought a movie. I did. <laughs> which I'm I'm glad he bought it because well, we uh, Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Or Fan Fortastic. What? You know that's the title of it? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like they have the four in the middle of it, so it's like 
fan for Taz. Does it look like that? It it's like spelled weird. Sometimes people put the four right in the middle. Anyways, Fantastic Four. Yeah, the new one. 2015's Fantastic Four. Uh, that was last year, right? I think so. There's no way it was 2014. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was last year. Right. Yeah. All right, carry on. Talk about how much you loved it. Yeah, this movie was the best film I've seen in my whole life. Uh, no, it was it was abysmal. Abysmal? I was so <laughs> I I kept in my head thinking of Mortal Kombat Armageddon. No. I was like, is this It's worse? annihilation, by the way. Annihilation. Whatever. There's Armageddon. You thought it was as bad? I, I kept trying to convince myself it's not as bad as this. Oh but my that gosh. movie kept coming in my head. Which I gotta say, that's probably the worst movie I've ever Anni- seen. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Annihilation. Revisit that. If you haven't seen it in a long time, if you've never seen it. Go ahead and waste an hour and a half of your life. No, it's it's the best film I've ever seen it's in my so entire good. life. And I, um, how often do we say we don't like to say stuff like that because of how much work goes into it? That yeah. movie sucks. Sucks balls. <laughs> Sorry, so I, I really don't like it. So, <laughs> um, so I had a hard time convincing myself it was not as bad as that. Wow, that blows my mind. <laughs> because nothing happened in the whole movie. Dude, stuff happens. Nothing. All right. I felt like I was watching a wall, <laughs> and then someone painted it halfway. No, like the last 10 minutes, they put one thing of paint on it. I was like... <laughs> you're like, woo! <laughs> this is what I've been waiting for. That was the perfect stroke, man. Yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> that, was, that was everything. So... Oh. Super like echo yeah, reverb. We just got a weird like, <laughs> reverby echo in this room. So, um, I mean, there's. So you hated it. I really did not like Rate it. it. Two. A two? M- maybe a one. All right. So here's this is another <laughs> experiment on brain, like brain space when you're watching something. Mm-hmm. So I did not hate this movie, which is crazy to me. And it was funny because I uh, we were we were laughing before I think it was probably last week or something. Before I saw Batman versus Superman again, mm-hmm. I was talking with Tim because before I went I I, I came back from Canada and I watched Fantastic 4 and mm-hmm. then I had to head back up for another week. And I was like, dude, you got to watch Fantastic Four. It was not as bad as everyone said. Yeah, he was hyping it up. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I, I mean, yeah. it wasn't on my radar because I heard bad reviews. Me too. But, you know, I went into it like Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman, open mind. Yeah. So, uh, and then he's telling me how much he likes Batman versus Superman. And at the time, I'm thinking about how much I did not like it. <laughs> and uh, he, he watched Fantastic Four and he was like, let me just say, I did not feel the same way you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Now, um, here's here's what happened with me. Same deal. Came out last year, and I just have this kind of like completist mentality when it comes to like comic book related films. Is like I feel like I need to see every single one mm-hmm. uh, just to see how they are. And and when they're bad, it like severely bums me out. And again, it's like I think it's something akin to my like OCD collector completist mentality mm-hmm. because like I've talked about this before. I hate Wolverine. Uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. I, I like it. I own it, but it drives me crazy that I can't watch it because I really cannot stand that movie. Man. And it's hard for me to say that. Yeah. But I 
I can't. That movie's abysmal. Um, so Fantastic Four, I just never got to the theater for last year. It got some of the worst. If I remember correctly, it won six out of the seven awards it was nominated for, like worst movie of the year, mm-hmm. worst actors of the year, worst director of the year. To me, that's just like over the top. And I yeah. know, I know that like the Razzies and stuff are more of a joke. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, this thing got throttled. Yeah. Uh, like, compared, uh, like Fifty Shades of Grey came out the same year, <laughs> right. which I mean, I didn't see it, so I yeah. can't say if it's good or bad. But like that was. That's what I saw went up mm-hmm. against it, and uh, yeah, it's it's unfortunate that a lot of people thought it was so bad. Right? But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. after I saw it, I understand. So okay, <laughs> so so then I, I while I was uh, while I was home for that week, I I went to um, to Bull Moose Music, my mm-hmm. favorite spot. Yeah, and um, I'm looking through the Blu-rays, and I see uh, I was actually looking for Man of Steel, but they were completely out because Batman vs Superman just came out. Oh yeah, I bet and, everyone wants that. Yeah, it mm-hmm. was completely gone. So then I see Fantastic Four, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I never saw it. And again, like I just own all the superhero movies anyway, so I'll grab it. So I got it, and even my friend who I was buying it from, he's like, "Why are you buying this?" <laughs> and he had never seen it. That's that's what makes me mad is that he had his opinion formed on mm-hmm. it, and he didn't see it. Well, I don't know if it can make him mad anymore because you've seen it and you have the same opinion. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I gave it a chance at least. I <laughs> sat through it. <laughs> yeah, so he he had never seen it, and but I'm still. I mean, here we are a year later, and I was like, I never watched it, so yeah. we'll give it a shot. So I put it in. And I don't know if it's because of how thrashed it got, but I enjoyed this movie. Like, to me, here was my criticism of it. It should have been about 20 minutes longer. It had (laughs) a couple cheesy lines, and some things were rushed. I can't ignore its flaws. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's why I put it out like that. But this movie, to me, without really any... I don't know a whole lot about the Fantastic Four. Like, I've never read any ongoings of the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. But it just played out to me like an hour and a half long standalone sci-fi movie. Yeah. So, so here's what I thought was cool about it. I thought, I thought the acting for the most part was good. I thought that the visuals were good. I thought the thing looked really good. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought everybody, everybody did. Even the, um, you know, the CGI of, um, of Reed like stretching out and the first time that he was like really deformed and couldn't figure out what was going on to the first time he was like in control of it. I thought mm-hmm. that looked really good, which to me is kind of an awkward thing to put on screen. Like Mr. Fantastic weird. He is weird. You know what I mean? So yeah. to make him like all elasticy on screen, but I thought it looked good. Um, Too bad you only see it three times in the whole movie. Yeah, that's true. And, and they do to what you're saying. They do make you wait a lot uh, or a long time, but I kind of enjoyed the buildup and like the science of it. And then when they went to um, that alternate dimension, and that's like the moment you're waiting for, and they go there, and it had like people will get mad at me for even comparing this movie to it. But um, have you seen Sunshine? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. It had a feeling of like Sunshine to me, where they go, you know, obviously in Sunshine they're just in space and and everything, but they're in this alternate dimension. They're kind of uh, seeking things out. But when um, everything like goes to hell and starts mm-hmm. falling apart, they're like running back. And what reminded me of Sunshine is when Doom shows up later because it's like the guy in Sunshine who yeah. was like lost out in space. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen Sunshine, you should see that movie. That is that is amazing. a sleeper hit. That, yeah, it was oh. it was cool. Danny Boyle directed mm-hmm. it. It's so good. Um, um, Chris Cillian. Evans. Oh yeah, Chris Evans is in it. Yeah. Cillian Murphy's in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really really good. So that brings me to the other thing that I loved about this movie. I thought Doom was incredible. That is the only good part of the movie, in my opinion. It, 
when he shows up is really they it was cool. Now the hugest disaster is that he is around for what like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I checked. It was uh, I was at a he shows up at an hour and nineteen minutes of the movie, wow. and uh, he's there not even for the whole time to the end. You know, That's there's crazy, there's yeah. like the extra I don't know seven minutes before it actually ends. Wow. So he is not in it for very long. So and and that's that's crazy. Um, so uh, again, I don't know if I was just mentally like. The movie didn't feel like I waited that long. It did feel short. When mm-hmm. it was over, I was like, shoot, this should have been... Because if it was like 20 minutes longer, they could have developed some things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I, I won't ignore its flaws, but uh, when Doom showed up, he was horrifying. Mm-hmm. Like literally walking through a hall, blowing people up. Without even lifting a finger. Right. Like it's just his mind. And yeah. like brains are exploding. Right. And I thought he looked really cool. Mm-hmm. And there was just this like... It was that moment was scary. Like when he was walking through the hallway, I was like, "Whoa, yep. Doom is like horrifying." So mm-hmm. I loved that. And then, I mean, the, in the cheesy moments I'm talking about, there are like there are just moments where people say things that are kind of like, "Ah, oh, that's like cliche and stupid," yep. or you know, the teams working together, and you know. Reed goes now, and then someone else attacks, and it's like, okay, that was stupid. Like, <laughs> you know, just little things like that. Mm-hmm. But overall, I didn't hate it. I'd give it maybe a five or a six. I mean, um, you're totally allowed to have your own oh, opinion. I know, I know. But I just, I, I felt like nothing happened throughout the mm-hmm. whole movie. You, yeah. there are two fight scenes in the whole movie for a superhero film. Yeah. I think that's huge yeah. to have fight scenes. Mm-hmm. There's one. <laughs> you're just like, yep. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so, no, no, no. <laughs> developing responses. So uh, they, they attack Reed uh, the first time in the, in the I don't know, like foresty area, which that was cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It was a cool display of his powers. And then at the end of the movie, Doom shows up and they all try to attack him individually. Doesn't work. Yeah. So they're like, oh, let's all work together. And they do one super together attack. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. The rest of the movie, there's no... no there's no, um, like, that's what I really like about the original Fantastic Four is they all kind of go off on their own and do their little, like, development. Right. Like, you know, they, they do that big bridge scene, and then the thing tries to go meet with his wife, and she, like, rejects him yes. and everything. And they have character developments, and you see their powers displayed in different ways. Mm-hmm. In this movie, you spend the first hour getting to the point where they get their powers. Yeah. So then they get their powers, uh, which... I thought it kind of looked cool. I thought it was kind of weird. Like, I don't get how Reed got his powers. Was he being stretched in the machine? Like, Yeah, I guess that I'm either not remembering or they don't fully... Because I don't really get why Susan was... Susan, I, I understood her. She was hit by the, like, radius, the blast field, I guess, which mm-hmm. I obviously I, I'm just, you know... I'm just like, whatever. Okay, that could make sense. Uh, yeah. And the other two, you know, one exploded, got covered in fire. And then the rocks. And then what was Reed's? I don't remember him stretching. He was sitting in the machine the last I remember, and then he was just like, ah. But yeah, I don't really remember. He was just like um, screaming. So that was cool. Um, but then you spend the next like 40 minutes of them. They use their powers, but they're just using it in this like training facility. Yeah. And then you see like Reed escape, and then a year goes by, which is huge. I think there's a lot, or two mm. years or something. I don't remember. I think it's one year. Yeah, a year goes by. So then they've kind of, you know, I kind of wish we saw them develop their powers, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but then you get a little taste of the thing. I don't know. I just yeah, they, felt like the government uses the thing as a weapon. Yeah, which I thought the thing looked cool. I wish he had pants. <laughs> it was yeah, weird me that he too. was like a rock monster, but. Yeah. Uh, which <laughs> I do. It was. It was. It was weird. He is a rock monster. Yeah. But um. So. But there's no fighting. You never. You barely see their powers. Yeah. 
But, I mean, at that point, there wasn't really anyone for them to fight. And I guess that's why, like, um, that's why it struck me differently than a superhero movie. And that's that's part of what I was thinking about after watching it was we're kind of conditioned at this point to expect a certain thing out of a superhero movie, mm -hmm. especially a Marvel property. Mm -hmm. um, granted, it was Fox. Right. Um, but... We're used to, like, a universe being built. We're mm -hmm. used to a certain number of action scenes. This movie really felt like a sci-fi movie. Like, if this wasn't a Fantastic Four movie, right? If this movie was just called, like, you know, I don't know, Dimension. Dimension X. -Z. No, just Dimension. Okay, Dimension. Right? <laughs> I and, think Dementia. Or, like, <laughs> or, you know what I mean? It was just, like, some standalone movie mm -hmm. about four people who this happened to. I feel like you might walk away with it. It might not have gotten as terrible reviews as it got. I Yeah, I think if it wasn't a Fantastic Four movie, I think it would still suffer from the same thing where I'd be like, well, there was no action in it. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, some movies that works for, but that... I Yeah, I guess if it wasn't Fantastic Four, I'd like it a little better. That's kind of how I felt, because it... it to me, I was just kind of watching it like, it, again, it, I keep saying it, it struck me as just like a sci-fi movie. Mm -hmm. I wasn't really thinking of it which is kind of how I think of the Fantastic Four, like more of like a science-based um, story than like, I don't know, than like a Thor or, yeah. or, or Captain America, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I kind of expect to see more labs and developing things. And, you know, I thought the dimension scene, when they went to the alternate dimension, it was really cool, mm -hmm. including when everything got intense and the thing blew up. And yeah. I was like, I was like inve invested in that moment. I was mm -hmm. like, whoa. So um, I I didn't hate it, and I definitely would watch it again, and I would watch it ten times before I watch Wolverine again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Wolverine! So, I, I like that movie a lot. Uh, yeah, I um, know you do. I know you do. Yeah, no, that's fine. I I don't think I'd watch it again. Yeah. Week and a half. Uh, <laughs> I uh, if there's a sequel, which. There won't be. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. I don't either. think there will be. There uh, might be another reboot. Maybe Marvel will get its hands on it at some point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'd watch it, but... but. Well, let me cheer you up, Tim. <laughs> Civil War is almost out. Yes, which that's going to be <laughs> so good. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. It's already getting like its preview reviews are coming out. Yeah, and, and it's high. It's mm -hmm. eights and nines. and Yeah. I haven't seen tens yet, but... <laughs> nah, I can't remember the last movie I saw get a ten, but... Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. Um, we were talking earlier about the strangeness surrounding the idea that we might all might not always have a Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. Yep. Um, in the Avengers. Yeah. So. Um, Hugh Jackman too. He's uh, right. Uh, Hugh Jack. Uh, yeah. Hugh Jackman and Robert Downey Jr. are both very close to the end of their superhero career. Right. Um, Hugh Jackman has. Two more movies. Well, it just got announced that he's going to have a small role. In um, Apocalypse, right? Um, he just got added to like just a couple extra scenes. Basically, yeah. he's not going to play a main role, but he's going to show up in Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. um, and then they are working on a third standalone Wolverine movie. Yes, uh, which is kind of crazy to think about that they're doing another one. I, I mean, no complaints, but no, me neither. Like, I'm hoping it's really good. But like, the Wolverine didn't do great either. No, which is it's so weird to me. Like, how many times is it going to take you to get? 
like make a good Wolverine movie. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, uh, it must make enough money that they're willing to make. I'm it. sure. And I bet the characters liked enough where, it, where people don't mind, you know, having mm. all these movies as and choices. I, yeah, and I like seeing more Wolverine. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Um, and I didn't hate the Wolverine. Um, so, but anyways, yeah, I think that's supposed to be his last appearance as mm-hmm. Wolverine. And Robert Downey Jr. Is uh, just Infinity in War. Infinity War. Yep. So uh, Civil War, Infinity War, and then that's all I've heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no fourth Iron Man no. uh, coming up anytime soon. So they're already talking about um, replacements for him. I thought I read something about maybe having Pepper put the suit on. Um, uh, sure. I so guess. I, I don't know. It's just interesting thinking that there might be a different. Yeah, different. Yeah. Anyone different in those suits? You know what I, I mean. I like, can't. I can't imagine who could replace because they uh, hit. It, it. I think it's perfect. They're, I don't oh, think yeah, there's going to be another person who could replace them because those yeah. those people are those characters at mm-hmm. this point. So seeing someone else, I mean, unless they make it a different character entirely, then I right. wouldn't mind. Yeah, like if they have someone in the universe take on the suit or something like, like for instance that. with flash there's barry allen and then there's wally west oh so if they have a different right it, right so like uh you know if cap happens to die at some point they'll have bucky hopefully bucky, replace right. him which yeah i mean what can you do about yeah, it but I mean, it would i think it would be better than getting a new cap mm-hmm. a new a new chris evans or right something. yeah and i'm interested to see more of uh bucky in civil war yeah because all we've really seen is I mean, obviously, what's in Captain America and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. But in Winter Soldier, you don't see a lot of the character. You see right. Winter Soldier. You don't mm-hmm. see Bucky. You know what I mean? So, so I wonder if he's going to be like like Cap. I don't know. That, or, right. or like just his own guy. Because yeah. I, I does he shoot? Does he fight? I don't, I don't know his yeah. abilities. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's obviously been trained from his time as Winter Soldier and everything. Yeah. So, um, I'm interested to see more of more of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm stoked about Civil War. I have no doubts it's going to be incredible. For sure. Uh, when does that come out? Spider Man. Oh yeah, um, Spider Man's going to be in it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, when does it come out? It's May sixth or 9th. I don't oh remember. God, that's soon. It's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's that's exciting. I'm stoked about that. Um, wow, we're about to hit the two hour mark. <laughs> I know. We. I mean, it's been a long time since we came back and has been. talked. So we've had a lot to say. Uh, let's move into games. Video games. So I got an Xbox One, <gasps> which of course means that I started playing an Xbox 360 game. <laughs> of course, that's the next logical <laughs> step. Dude, I've been waiting years for you. I know. Well, it's been a long time since you've had a modern console. Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but I'm super stoked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's awesome. I have a bunch of games downloaded. Um Unfortunately, none of them I have to talk about right now because uh, I've been playing some stuff with you, and I started Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Mm -hmm. which a friend of mine bought for me. Um, You were saying it's not your favorite of the series. Um, Probably my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, I would say it came at a time, though, where I was very... um, I'm not fatigued with the series, but I was at that point where it came out a year after the last one came out. Okay, yeah. So uh, at that point, it started to become annual, so... Mm -hmm. um, 
it was by so it's the third one technically there's Assassin's yeah. Creed one two and then Brotherhood mm-hmm. so I played one two like right next to each other because yeah. the second one came out and I was like I really want to play this but I got to beat the first one so I did one two and then a year later Brotherhood came out oh this. okay so, so yeah. I had my fill by the end of the second one right by that's the time, understandable by the time I played that one it was yeah. uh, uh, not as good but what do you think of it what do you, do you uh, like it I like it so far I mean mm-hmm. I didn't play two I've only ever played one um, and okay. I, I heard that two is really really good. Best one. Really? I love it. So I haven't played that yet. So I'm missing a few elements of the story, which mm-hmm. I think I mostly got from playing Brotherhood. Yes, um, that is... I didn't even think about story-wise. Oh, yeah. Because that one continues right after two. Yeah, because one ends like a total cliffhanger. Yeah. Like yep. you, you're like, oh, wait, there's more going on here than I thought. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so that being the case, I, I definitely want to play too. I'm enjoying Brotherhood just because I really like the mechanic of Assassin's Creed. I yeah. really like, you know, running around the rooftop running. Mm-hmm. I love the stealth kills. I love the missions. So I'm enjoying it. I'm not too deep into it, but um, mm-hmm. I'm in I'm in ancient Italy. Uh, yes. You know, f- 15th century Italy. And uh, I guess it's not ancient. Is that ancient? Eh, sometimes. Mm, back in the day. <laughs> um, so... Um, uh, yeah, it's really fun. I, I just, I like how Assassin's Creed, the series has found an excuse for us to go back in history. Yeah. I think that's the best point. Cause yeah. each game you, uh, like in the third one, you go to earlier, early colonial, like 1700s, yeah. you go to Boston, you go to, uh, or well, mass, I should say mass and part of New Hampshire. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's all connected. So it's kind of cool to see the different areas. And, yeah. Uh, I think it's one of the best ways to see what it was like back then to actually right. be able to run around and play it. Yeah. It's kind of different from like actually, you know, walking there today or seeing it in a movie or something. Yeah. Uh, I think that's like, I don't know, very educational. I yeah, like, it I does like, feel that way. But I like it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fungication. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love seeing the um, the setting design and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And um, even the, down to like costume design and yep. character design, all that stuff mm-hmm. uh, is really, really fun. So I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Um, and then we have been playing some fun games. Oh, yeah. Um, most notably, we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but we played a little bit more Bro Force. A little bit, he says. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been crushing through that. That game just impresses me every it time. It keeps getting better and better. It, and uh, we just figured out how to uh, play these these side missions that we couldn't really figure out how to do. Yeah, if you see the videos, it's hot C. Um, there is... <laughs> that won't make sense until I actually say. Yeah. Anyways, there's a mission. There's a C mission we couldn't figure out. Yeah. We have tried... I think in multiple videos to actually beat the beginning part of the level. Mm. Um, so we could not for the longest time figure it out. So stupid. Uh, but just the other day with the power of the internet, mm-hmm. we figured it out. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> simple thing that we didn't realize we could do, but we, uh, beat it and realized that there's more to the game than we thought. Yeah. You get uh, special abilities that we haven't even used yet. Yeah. So we're 55% through the game mm-hmm. and, uh, beating those C missions gives you new items and new yeah. things. I mean, we haven't used them yet, so we don't know what they do. But they probably would have helped in a lot of those. Oh, yeah. One of them was like a bullet time. Like yeah, a s- yeah slow it was like motion. slow motion bullets, I guess. Yeah, and yeah. the other one's painkillers. Yeah. Which I assume maybe lets you get hit twice. Maybe. Or an extra life or yeah. something. Something that will be useful. Yeah. And probably would have been useful on some of the really difficult <sighs> levels that we played. Yeah, because they, they have like the normal looking levels and then you hit like the red hell levels. Yeah. And those are just, and they're hell levels for a reason. They're yeah. very difficult. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the game is just fun. The characters, the mm-hmm. most exciting thing is seeing the characters, who mm-hmm. else they're pulling from 
the the reins of action movies. Yeah, so many cool. Um, I, I just love I love the different weapon sets for each character. Mm-hmm. We uh, recently got um, Ellen Ripbro. Yes, is that her name? <laughs> Ellen Ripley from uh, the Alien series. Yeah. Um. So I, it's just really really fun. Bro Force is great, mm-hmm. and that's on. You got that through PS Now. Is that how you got? It? Uh, uh, PlayStation, PlayStation Four. Um, but do you not PS Now. Uh, PlayStation Network, I guess. What's PS Now? PS Now is the um. <laughs> you just looked really weird. Uh, it's the program. I don't know the word I'm looking for here again. It's a subscription service. There we go. Where uh, you can play earlier PS3 games on your uh, PS4. Uh, <laughs> I think he's broken, folks. I got my PS things mixed up. Yeah, you did. So it was just on PSN. Yes, where you got just, that. just yeah, okay. just uh, you can get it online too on PC, Steam, all the good stuff. My bad. It's okay. Now I feel stupid. Keep going. <laughs> and also, yes, did we play this on PS Now? Yeah, that's on PS uh, Now. On PS Now, yes. Um, we just started um putting together videos for a game called Siren Blood Curse. Blood Curse. And it's fun. It is fun. It's getting progressively more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, probably from our first video, we were not, I guess, sold right away. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. Um, but uh, if you watch, obviously, the rest of the videos, we start getting more and more into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a you know survival horror game with uh, combat elements to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you play as a bunch of different people trying to survive this Japanese curse, I guess. Yeah, you're on an island with all these people who are uh, possessed. Um, it's like a film crew you play as. Right, right. And uh, so, yeah, this one is set up in chapters. This is the third game in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Siren, um, Siren 2. What was that weird name? Called Forbidden Siren, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forbidden Siren 2, and then this one's Blood Curse. And Blood Curse is set up into chapters, so uh, it's 12 chapters. Um, the first one is super short. Yeah. You play as one character. Second one is a little bit longer. You play as a different one. And the third one we played was... Probably even longer. I think it was the longest. Yeah. But it took us a little while to to get through that chapter. Yeah. So, um, but it's very... It gets very strategic, which mm-hmm. is what I started to enjoy about it. Because at first, they use a very strange filter on the game where mm-hmm. it's almost hard to see the screen... Um, but it adds kind of this fear effect. Right, like you need the flashlight to see. Yeah. Uh, and even with the, f- the flashlight on, the effect still makes it difficult yeah. to, to see. Right, and it it, um, it adds definitely an element of fear um, where anytime something sees you or you alert something, mm-hmm. like you start hearing noises and flashes of light. Yeah. And, um, you have to be very quiet and uh, careful in the way that you move around. So mm-hmm. it adds like a level of stress because you can't really see what's around you. Yeah. Um, but it's been fun. I've been yeah. enjoying it. Uh, I think it's totally cool. It's on PS3 is where it originally came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a 12-episode series, so it's 12 individual downloads. Um, oh, that's interesting. I don't remember if you could... I, you can buy the episodes all together, and I believe you can either buy them individually or uh, like half of it, so episodes 1 through 6 and okay. then 7 through 12. Mm-hmm. Um, but on PS Now, they have the whole game connected together all downloaded, so we that's don't have cool. to like go and download it. Uh, but it, I think it has trophies. We haven't unlocked any yet. No, not that uh, I've seen. It came out in 2008, so that actually might be before trophies came out. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah, because PlayStation didn't start with trophies. So. Right. Um, yeah, so it's. I think it's totally worth a play. 
uh, playthrough. We still haven't beaten it, but the first three levels, they were pretty fun. Yeah, it, it you feel so confused when you first start it because there's, like... Throws you right in. Yeah, right in, and there's clips of, like... Um, there's, like, cutscenes with mm-hmm. people you don't know who they are and you don't know what they're talking about, so... But it's it's definitely getting getting better and better, so... Yep. Uh, might be worth a shot. Are we gonna have videos up for that soon? Yes, um, I could probably make that this week, depending when this podcast come out. But yeah, make it. So we may or may not have some videos up on that. Yes, um, but we will soon, regardless. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably finish that game out. We'll probably play all twelve. Yeah, chapters. I mean, I, it's pretty quick. Uh, uh, like I feel like it'll be quick. Yeah. compared to other games we've played. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have for games. Do you have anything for games? Oh, uh, Quantum Break. Oh yeah. So what's yeah. the deal? I got a game recently called Quantum Break. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the best-selling new Xbox One IP. So far. What? In the history of the Xbox One. Wait, what's an IP? Um, I don't know what it stands for, but it, uh, like individual product or something. It, it basically a brand new, like um, Assassin's Creed, it's an IP. Oh. Uh, like a franchise. I bet it's something property. In Independent property? Sure. Should I Google it? If you want. Keep talking. <laughs> so this game, I I think I've said it before, but I am a sucker for time travel. Oh, yeah, it, you are. For anything, you know, Back to the Future, Flash, like all that stuff that involves time travel, I am hooked. So this yeah. game, when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this is awesome. From the guys who made Alan Wake, Remedy uh, Entertainment. Oh. So uh, very... There's some awesome Alan Wake Easter eggs and references in it. Really? They have a trailer for Alan Wake 2 in the game on a TV. It's it's very... It just says... Is that like, happening? Yeah. Well, Alan I Wake mean, two? it's not confirmed, but people think that's confirmation. <sighs> like, uh, Yeah. So, uh, unless... Uh, anyways. Uh, so Dude. It's just, yeah, like, uh, as a beginning, it's just like a little trailer. It's FBI agents looking for Alan Wake. And then uh, it's like Alan Wake. And then at the end of the trailer, it says returns. And that's all you see. It's just like a... It's like a TV commercial, basically. Dude, I did not know that <laughs> this is from the people who made it, Alan Wake. Yeah, so uh, if you played Alan Wake, you'll understand this game is very story-driven, very mm. story-heavy. Um, collectibles are huge to getting the whole story. Okay. Coolest thing about this game, though, is uh, you play an act, and at the end of the act, you get a 25-minute episode TV show of what uh, things you've done in the game going on in the world. So, yeah, it sounds really cool. What? So, um, it's crazy to explain. So you complete an act. Okay. And then at the end of the act, you get to play as the bad guys and make a decision to affect what happens in the TV show and then how you start the next chapter. Whoa. So you play through the level, you make your choice, and at the end you can either, you know, kill protesters or, uh, like, uh, threaten the protesters. Okay. Um, this is the end of Act 1. So if you threaten the protesters, uh, you in the in the live action show, you get a, a different ten minute beginning point where instead of you you see a guy you know shooting all the protesters, he's talking to them and interrogating them and stuff. Um, but uh, it's like movie quality TV shows, like it's wow, it's awesome. So uh, that's I thought was so cool about it because you get you get the game and then you get the side story. But if you piece them all together, it's like one long movie. Wow. So uh, it's. It was just amazing to see because it's whatever you do in the game, the the live action 
they, you know, reflects that. Yeah. Um, so it, it must have been really difficult to make um, because, you know, you do one thing and then a little effect happens in the in the show and right. then you see something different happen. Wow. So it's very, very deep. Uh, maybe we'll play it for the channel so you guys can kind of see what's going on. That would on be cool, and, yeah. Uh, Brett, you can get a better understanding. But it's really cool because it's a merging of television and gaming together yeah, in one. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Sean Astin. Uh, mm-hmm. Austin? Astin? Astin. Yes, he is the uh, main guy in it. Uh, the really? main, yeah, so you play as him in the game. Oh, and cool. he does show up periodically through the live action, but it's told from different characters' perspectives, the okay. live action. Uh, but he does the voice, and the, he's completely modeled after him. Um, and there's some other people, but uh, nobody He's I also recognize. Raphael in the current Ninja Turtles series. Really? Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. That's cool. <laughs> uh, he's also Iceman from X-Men. Is he? Yeah. Like? Like the original. Like in the like, movie? Yeah. Isn't that? No. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no. Sean Astin is like... Is he from Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Okay, then who am I talking about? Is that who you're talking about? Yeah. Hold on. I had to fact check myself. Well, while Tim's on his phone, I want to tell you about something special. Oh, Ashmore. Oh. <laughs> Sean Ashmore. Anyways. So he's not Raphael. He's not, folks. I'm sorry. Anyways, play Quantum Break. It's awesome. It Game- sounds really good. Gameplay is amazing. Is that why you were looking for my Alan Wake? Uh, yes, because uh, I was getting that game. But uh, luckily, if you buy the game digitally, you get Alan Wake. So I'm what? happy to send you a digital code. Dude, I want that. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I wanted to go through Alan Wake because it just became uh, backwards compatible on Xbox One. Mm, so. That's sweet. Um, totally awesome, though. If you like Remedy and Alan Wake, this game's yeah, right up rally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, I think that was it. Let's move into literature. Have you read anything good lately? All right, so just found out something really, really cool. Um, well, one thing we can talk about real quick is they just announced another new Ninja Turtles comic series. Yes. Um, called Universe. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, I mean, all I really know about it is that they're going to be focusing on Certain characters, they might focus on a Casey Jones story, mm-hmm. focus on a Krang story, doing different things like that. I'm super behind. Um, I need to catch up on reading the core story. Um, and then there's also, they started another um, offshoot called uh, Casey and April, mm-hmm. I think. I think that's what it's called, but it's just those two. Is it like a love story? I think so. I mean, it, you know, it, it's something... Something like that, mm-hmm. um, and they—they've come out with so many spinoffs at this point. Um, but Universe is coming out soon, so I don't know. It's just more turtle stuff, yeah, to read. So I may or may not try to catch up so that I can read that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I just found out, which is super cool, um, DC Comics just announced a new imprint. So. Um, they have DC, mm-hmm. they have Vertigo, and now they have something called Young Animal. Okay. Um, and it's being uh, spearheaded by Gerard Way, mm-hmm. um, co-founder of My Chemical Romance, writer of oh. uh, the Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever read Umbrella Academy? No. Dude, so good. Really? It's so good. Is it uh, like short, long? How, uh, I think if I remember correctly, it's... The first one is seven or eight issues, mm-hmm. and then he did another one, um, another mini after that. Okay. Um, I don't remember what it's called, and I hadn't read that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
uh, yeah, they, they have another imprint coming out, and I guess it's supposed to be like a, more of a, it's almost like kind of experimental comics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have here, um, there are four series that they announced. Uh, one is called Doom Patrol, okay. uh, which comes out in September. Um, uh, Shade, The Changing Girl. Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. <laughs> okay. And Mother Panic. Um, so they all sound pretty sweet. Doom Patrol is a is a um, it's a team book, um, and then uh, the other one that really caught my attention was Mother Panic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's focused around Violet Page, a celebrity heiress by day, but a deadly vigilante at night as she takes on the shadows of Gotham City's high society. Oh, um, so it takes place in in Gotham and. One of the things that they were saying is cool about this imprint is it's going to have a different take on the art, um, the style in general, but uh, they have opportunity because it's under DC to do things like in Gotham City and with characters that you already are familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard Way is writing one of them and co-writing two of the others. Really? Um, but what I'm seeing here on this article, which I'm on uh, dccomicsnews.com, they posted mm-hmm. this article. Um, so it looks like starting in September, we're going to have some new... Some new stuff coming out from DC. Yeah, that's awesome. Which I think it's interesting that they do these different imprints because you come to expect a certain thing from that imprint. Yeah. You know, like if you read Vertigo, uh, Vertigo, you know you're getting, um, it's for mature readers, Mm -hmm. um, but it's also like, it's not just because it's, um, it is because of the content, but uh, it's not just that it's like R-rated or whatever, Mm -hmm. but just content-wise, like, you're getting something different than you're getting in a DC like superhero book. Right. Most of the Vertigos that I know of are like o- almost feel like indie comics. Like they're all kind of right, exactly. wacky out there stories, but uh, I guess under the DC umbrella. So they get the distribution that they need mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, get out there. Just yeah. And I, I think, I think it shows like it's smart of DC to have these different, uh, I don't know. It's almost like an awareness of, of these different, um, there's so many different types of comic books, so many different Mm -hmm. types of readers. So to have these different outlets where you can expect a certain kind of thing from vertigo, a certain kind of thing from now young animal. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. I like that idea, um, of kind of, I don't know. It's kind of a, a positive use of compartmentalization, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, um, to have this this new upcoming uh, imprint is going to be interesting to see, like, how, how different it is. Yeah. And From Vertigo and DC. Yeah, or... exactly. So. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I thought yeah. that was exciting. And I think, man, Gerard Way is one of those dudes who has, like, one of the coolest careers ever. Seriously. Um, like doing so being so successful with My Chemical Romance. Um, he also has a pretty successful solo record out, mm-hmm. and then to he's really forging his way into comics. Like Umbrella Academy did so so well, mm-hmm. and now he's like heading up an imprint at DC. I think that's totally because of his like career in My Chemical Romance, though, that he has the influence and the people to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it it helped because. I mean, it's just kind of the way of things. Like, if you really succeed well in one realm mm-hmm. and then you want to move into another, you have a level of success. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I think it's... Because if you read Umbrella Academy, he's he's really a gifted writer. Yeah. And I think especially if you are successful in one creative realm, mm-hmm. to move to another is, like, 
and, and to do it well. Yeah. You know, it doesn't always work out. Like sometimes you try to see, you see actors try to sing or vice versa and mm-hmm. it doesn't work out so great. Yeah. But uh, I think this is really, really cool that mm-hmm. he's, he's kind of moved into this and I'm excited. These books, they look really awesome. More, more comics to look forward to and probably look forward to not f- fall reading. behind. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, oh, I think that's it. Uh, actually, head over to our Facebook page. I'll post that article up there. Oh, cool. Um, and you can read that. Mm-hmm. And uh, what are we at, man? Two, 19. about two hours, 20 minutes-ish. Mm-hmm. Pre-edit. Pre-edit. Yeah. Um, I think I'm spent, dude. Do you have anything else? Thank you guys for joining us on this very extensive and life draining podcast. Yeah. Uh, episode number 17. Brett, we are almost to my age. Almost. You know what that means? No, I don't. We're going to have a 21 spectacular. Is that what's going to happen? We're going to have to get drunk on the podcast (laughs) and talk about our lives as children. That would probably be a pretty funny episode. I've never been drunk before, so. Yeah. I don't know what you'd be like. I hope I'm not a mean drunk. Me too. I feel like that I'm going to be... That would be weird. Uh, no, I feel like I'm going to be the kind that like just says things I it's don't... It's possible that you're an angry drunk. Why? Because I've never seen you angry before. Oh, really. I've been angry. I mean, a couple times, I guess. Like, <laughs> when you get woken up, sometimes yeah, you get kind of angry. If someone wakes me up in the morning, they're yeah. dead. But I can just kind of imagine like you drinking and then all of a sudden being scary. <laughs> I just want to <laughs> like start punching children and it's everything. freaking me out. Yeah, we're probably oh. not going to do that. I might. <laughs> I'll come drunk. Uh, I'll come uh, to the podcast drunk. Yeah. And don't forget. What? We need the end babble. Have you ever ate a frog that <sighs> isn't inside a pumpkin? I have. That isn't inside a pumpkin? Mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> uh, go find us on YouTube and like our Facebook page. Do everything you can to make me happy. Yeah. So when I'm drunk, I won't beat you. Yeah, I'm scared. It's just me here with Tim. Did you just turn your head and look at me? There's a bug in here. (gasps) There's a spider on your neck. We'll see. Ah! (laughs) That freaks me out because there's spiders in here sometimes. Ah! Thanks for joining us. I'm going to keep up. We will see you next time. Don't forget. We love you. Fridge. Goodbye. (laughs) See ya. It was cool. It was cool. It was good. It, <laughs> I had a nice squeak there.